because they don't decide the election. The call for Joe Biden isn't, is it? Who was it called by? All the, oh my goodness, all the networks. Wow. All the networks. We have to forget about the law. Judges don't count. All the networks, all the networks. All the networks thought Biden was going to win by 10%. Gee, what happened? After four long, tense days, we've reached a historic moment in this election. We can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Oh, oh, oh. It's, uh, it's your friend Chris. Yeah. Uh, and kept it clean. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, well, this is episode 187. It's the year in review, 2020. Sure is. Yep. Everybody yep. have a good... Everybody have a good 2020? I mean, it was okay. Productive. <laughs> For me, personally. I don't... Yeah. Andrew, I I, like, at what, on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how much difference did you experience in 2020 than any other year? Like a 0. 0.5? Um, maybe like... Probably like a 20% difference. Out of five Krebs stars, what would you give 2020? <laughs> um, maybe like a three and a half. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a hot take, right? I mean, that's a hot take. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's my personal 2020. That's not like my feelings about everything that's happened necessarily. I mean, that's that's what you gave Doug's bad trip, Rocky's fortune cookie. Yeah, I mean, that's, that sounds about right. Beaver fever. You're saying 2020 you're is actually, on part with beaver fever? You're actually confirming it more for me now that you're listing me. <laughs> oh, see. Oh, no. I, I, think this, I think this is a talking turkey. I mean, this has to be the worst year of all of our lives. I don't know. I... I had a pretty okay year, too. I mean, if I'm brutally honest, uh, I might go three and a half, too. Wow. Okay. I know know it it feels insensitive, um, but it's but it's dishonest to I mean, you know, uh, like. 2020 sucked, right? Yeah, you should delete delete this. I said 1.5 Krebs stars. There's so much <laughs> terribleness in the world. I mean, there, I, I, of course there's a difference between like your personal life and then what we're experiencing as a, yeah. a world. But yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I guess people had good years. I mean, you, you just, I know some good stuff happened to you, Chris. I mean, you got, you got a new digs and. I bought a house. I got a dog. Uh, what's your dog's name joe ray joe ray yeah love it yeah you're the only one oh yeah she's super cute uh she's freshly quaffed she's uh 
like four months old. She's giant. Uh, she, yeah, she had a bath. Give her a bath uh, while we put peanut butter around the, the tub. So she licks the peanut butter around the tub as we wash her. So it keeps her in the tub. I'm learning. I'm getting really crafty. We also have ducks. So uh, real uh, you're, hail you're farming village. You're living a new Mexican life. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd venture to say so. Yeah, well, I, I think that's fair. I mean, listen, like uh, good stuff has happened to me this year a lot. I mean, I mean, two major events that were life changing happened to me this year. And they were both positive. Uh, I had a lot of negative uh, per- <clears throat> personally as well. But I just uh, and I said last week, I'm going to keep most of this positive I, I want you know a lot of good stuff happened this year culturally that we're gonna like celebrate you know but like i just thought this year was a little like soul crushing not not just like the covid or the election but like the response to all of it was like kind of soul crushing but i guess i guess we'll uh we'll get there uh in our first yeah season. no you you've you, uh, there's no doubt about it but i i have to admit i'm in the christmas spirit uh i've like learned to really love christmas over the last few years like there yeah. it's definitely my favorite holiday and like I, it has genuinely lifted my spirit like if you ask me any day and we could look through the records of my texts with you guys like i'm almost always exclusively negative about anything that happened this year and then all of a sudden like it's christmas week and i'm like you know what you know it's th- three thousand deaths a day is that bad? Yes, but we're all getting six hundred bucks. <laughs> Turn on Elf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's flip on Elf. I mean, I hear you. There's something about the season that helps um, slow you down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What are you rating this year, Joe? Hmm. I mean, we gotta get it now. Um. Hold on. I have an episode in mind. Hold on. You said talking turkey. I guess I'm giving it a three. I guess I'm not as hard as okay. that. Okay. Whoa. After all that. I mean, it, it, my my gut instinct was a 1.5, but I was thinking um the Alex Mack episode we did of The Gift. Mm, yeah. Uh, and that, sure. I gave that a three because, you know, the monkey's funny, uh, <laughs> sure. but the episode's terrible. So it's like there's some good stuff in there surrounded by crap. Yeah, that's um. pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it's like the monkey in the background, vaguely. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, that's pretty fun, even if everything else going on is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, what 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 are you know? Let's let's jump into it. Uh, what are our categories? Uh, we're talking movies, TV shows, albums, songs, music videos, maybe video games, maybe <laughs> books, podcasts. And events yeah and our listeners weighed in on all of this so once we do our stuff uh nice. we we had tons of opinions on, on categories that we might be short on so that'll be helpful um and if you stay tuned all the way to the end we'll talk we'll we're not doing our uh, big orange couch retrospectives anymore but uh we'll i think we'll just you know we'll shoot the uh proverbial uh about the podcast yeah oh yeah <laughs> Chris, what what 2020 category would you like to start with? <sighs> I was not prepared to answer this question. 
Uh, I wasn't listening when when Andrew listed the categories, so I hope I have the same ones. Um, it's, it's a good start. <laughs> let's say, where do we want to start? Let's start with uh, TV show. Cool. Oh, okay. And you know, we when we were texting a little bit, I think I think it's fair to say that like even stuff you discovered this year that wasn't necessarily 2020. You know, it's just it's just yeah. that kind of year where it feels like, you know, whatever, w- whatever you saw that you liked. I, I feel like that's cool. I yeah. think that uh, it's that's a cowardly approach. But if you choose to take it, <laughs> I'm not I, saying I'm I not I'm, I'm not saying I did it, but I, I do have a ca- I, I do have a category of kind of like the things that help me through. Like there are some TV shows yeah. that are not from 2020 that helped me through this year. Hmm. totally that that's a good way to think about it because we i mean that's as universal an experience as i think anyone has had in this year yeah Yeah, like like some sort of entertainment that like uh just need to unplug my brain (laughs) yeah exactly all right well let's do tv um my top tv show of the year was high fidelity making a playlist it's a delicate art. It's like writing a love letter. But better, in a way. You get to say what you want to say without actually saying it. You get to use someone else's poetry to express how you feel. And then there are the rules. It's gotta be entertaining. You gotta tell a story. Can't be too obvious, but can't be too obscure either. You can't double up on songs by the same artist, unless of course that's your theme. Anyway, a good compilation, like so many things in life, is it's hard to do. Um, the remake or kind of like reimagining of a combination of the movie and book. Um, and it's already been canceled after one season. So that's annoying, but I just thought it was done really well. As far as these things that are like rehashed, um, I think this was the way to do it and totally enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. felt just felt really satisfying watching it. And I'm now very irritated that it's already over. <laughs> What Did are they gonna, Chris? Uh, yeah, I watched the I think like two thirds of it, and I didn't stop because I didn't like it. I just like something happened, and then I I forgot about it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I I don't think it's terrible that there was only one season because it seems like something that didn't really need to have a reboot in the first place, and didn't differ enough from the reboot to like warrant like additional stuff but but i do think it was really good okay yeah never never saw it but uh Mm. i'll I'll seek it out i we definitely talked about like the three of us have talked about it uh so i think in other words andrew has given you ample uh (laughs) i think ample time to to uh to check it out um it's true i've had nothing else going on in my life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just want to add to that that I feel like uh, 
I feel like there's only been like half a dozen top tier shows this year. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's been a lot of like good um, subsequent seasons of things. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not like a ton of premiering this year. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising. You'd think that there would be more of an impetus to like rush kind of stuff that was like good that you want to release or, and uh, I don't know. It seems like it's, it does seem like a down year for, for new TV shows. Uh, High Fidelity is really good though. I, I, I should rewatch it. It's very like it's, I could put it on in any mood because it's yeah. kind of light and kind of heavy at the same time. I appreciate yeah. shows like that. It feels that. very good. Where is it streaming? Uh, Hulu, I think. Hulu? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so I really wrestled with this. And if I'm, I don't love this pick, but if I'm truly honest with myself, um, my favorite 2020 debuting TV show was Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, are you sick? <clears throat> nope, it's like a week off. So, <clears throat> so much phlegm. Unbelievable amount of phlegm in that cough. You know, hey, bro, you was sick like two days ago. Yeah, I was sick at um earlier this week, but I'm not contagious anymore. How do you know if you're not contagious anymore? Like, how could you possibly deduce that? Who knows when they are contagious? Uh, are you a doctor? I'm not a doctor. I'm just implying neither. By the way, such a big fan. I am just a rapper as well, and I have so much stuff to do this week, and I, you would know. You can't record with a stuffed nose or a sore throat. I just, you know, I, it's a dream to be here, but I have to exit if you're sick. I'm such a big fan of both of you. And if you are sick, you should get out of here. Okay, I'm just saying, let yourself heal. Don't smoke if you're sick. Okay. Bye, young yeah. friend. Yeah, great pick. It, Beautiful it, pick. I don't. I mean, I, I think I tried to bug you both about watching it. Like, I don't love uh, the. I mean, the premise doesn't sound very appealing because I don't think I know too many people who are like big little Dicky fans. It turns out that <laughs> my my uh, brother-in-law, my future brother-in-law, uh, is a huge little Dicky fan. I believe that my sister. Uh, a different, not the sister that's married to him, but a different sister got him a little Dicky hat a couple of years ago that he really loves, um, and he he talks about little Dicky constantly. So I've had little Dicky in the back of my head for a while, um, but I mean every each subsequent episode, like there were like moments where I like had my mouth open, like damn, this is good writing, really inventive, like fun, like everyone's having fun. Um, stuff and it's and it often treats kind of heavy things with like the easiest hand like which i think is a skill that we can kind of overlook sometimes because it's easy but when you take on i mean like it's take on race in a lot of cases i think is really deaf to have like this white rapper lead uh and i think which is gonna like already be a weird premise to some people, but I think that the way they take on or the show takes on, you know, different issues uh, is so easy and like breezy and yet like thoughtful uh, and provocative and yeah, yeah. good show. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the first episode that just pops into my head, rethinking about it is um, the one where they kind of like explore uh, his rapper friends, mental. Yes. Yeah. So like, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. He suffers from bipolar, right? Yeah. It makes me feel like a rat in a hole sometimes. Like, I got to express this to you, bro. Hot, cold, that's me. I never tell nobody this type of shit, bro. Never, ever. It is embarrassing, bro. Like, I've been like this for a while. We appreciate you sharing all this with us. I, like, seriously, you can tell us any of this stuff. I love y'all, man. And you guys make me feel comfortable. You guys are weirdos, just like me, bro. This is too rap about having a small dick all the time. This dude right here rubs acne on his back, no problem. This dude back here dresses cool as fuck. He knows all the hip hop urban lingo, but pronounces all his words properly. And I'm really bipolar, bruh. Like really bipolar. Sometimes I feel crazy and sometimes I feel lazy. And I appreciate that. And I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're in this thing together, man. I love you, man. I don't, I'm, I really appreciate you, like. I love you too, bro. You gotta know that. You feel me? I never would come here purposely trying to fuck your shit up. Was that it? And it was alluded to in other episodes, yeah. but like explored there. And I mean, even explaining it that way, like, okay, let's dive into, you know, Dave's bipolar friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sounds like it could be, you know, afternoon specially, but it was also like, it was taken both seriously and not seriously. Like he kind of yeah. like yeah. forgot about it at some point. Yeah. Um, well, Dave, Dave's my pick too. Uh, Whoa, that blows my mind. I never in a million years thought that would be party good. tonight. Come to my house, your house party. Yeah, my house party. Come uh, on, hey. let me think about what I had going on. Uh, and I've thought about it. There's nothing, nothing. Yeah, I was actually just gonna pipe, pipe. Yeah, pipe, play it by ear. It's a new acronym that I'm trying to get off the ground. Okay, um, you know, it's got no legs yet, nothing. If you pushed it, who knows? But and by the way, my girlfriend is your biggest fan. She's biggest upset. fan. Yeah, yeah no, I never heard that before. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> real good idea, man. You got anything else? He's probably gonna remember this the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, I uh, I got a roll. Absolutely. But um, yeah, tonight you should come. I'll come. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Yep. Cool. Okay. Yep. We'll see you. Um, Peace, man. Yeah. Beebs out. I'm just kidding. I don't actually say that. I'm pretty normal. Yeah, uh, I'm a normal guy too. You want to chill? Or? Yeah, I I love it. It's it's um one of two shows this year that I purposely returned to. So like I did a second watch. Uh, it's just it's like it's you know I use this term a lot, but it's like anything that feels like comfort food, especially this year. Like it's really easy to watch. The episodes go really fast. Um, almost everything is both. It, it has, I think, some things in common with Atlanta. It's, I think it's funnier than Atlanta. It might not yeah. be like as insightful as Atlanta, but um, <laughs> uh, but it, it like it has that same kind of feel where like um, you're hanging out with a bunch of people that are fun to hang out with, and you're kind of both cheering for everyone while also knowing that everyone's kind of like messed up. Um, so. Yeah, I I can't. It's on FX and it's on Hulu. Um, yeah, it's about a white rapper named Little Dicky. I think actually, I helped that I had no idea who Little Dicky was. Like when I watched it, I didn't know he really was. A, yes, I did not know he was a real rapper. So that really helped. Uh, in fact, if you don't know who Little Dicky is, like don't go search him out. Just watch Dave. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's um, possible advice. <laughs> even the ads are like off-putting. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, the but promos. Yeah, but it's yeah. weird because once you see it, suddenly it's like, oh, it's almost like all this stuff was designed to make you feel that way about it before. Yes. It's very weird. I, when, when Chris sent the message, I like pulled it up on Hulu and it's an image of him popping out of like the crotch of pants like he's the wiener. And I was like, oh, God, like, I don't know. But then once you're in it, it's good. It's it's, you know. Yeah. You got to get past that promo. <laughs> and yeah, that, no, Andrew makes a great point though. That that is so emblematic of the show itself. Like a stunt, it's like setting up a stunt that like seems impossible. He's kind of like a stunt man, you know. He's kind of like evil can evil, where it's like I'm gonna make myself look present an unlikable situation and wiggle myself out of it with like my charm and wit. <laughs> sure, that really yeah. does feel like. Anyway, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, yeah, go watch Dave. It's really funny. It's an easy watch. Uh, Close calls? Uh, Yeah, I hope you guys got some that I don't because I feel like this is everything in my (laughs) Uh, So uh, besides Dave that was on there, uh, Lovecraft Country was pretty good. Um, Very horrific and gory and like weird. Um, I was loving it. I just haven't finished it. That's like one where like I got through like four episodes and I've just haven't gotten back yet. Yeah. Um, that's great. It like jumps so weirdly between episodes too. Um, yes. Yeah. It's you, yeah. You really, it's, um, I mean, I, you know, you could say this about any show, but it's like a show where you don't want to be like on your phone while you're watching yeah. it or something. You know what I mean? Like you, it demands kind of all your attention. Yeah. Um, also wanted to mention devs. You told me uh, about that. Love that was great. Um, also, dispatches from elsewhere. I thought was very good. I don't know if you guys watched. Oh, yes. He's not dead. He's not there. Holy moly, Janice! You can't just go straight to dead. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I, I was afraid, but he's not dead. Thank God. Well, not to be too technical, but we don't know if he's dead or not. We just know he's not dead in this trunk. Hey. It's been 20 minutes. No, I know he's probably not dead, but he could be dead. He's either dead or not dead. Why? One of those two things. Uh, As usual, never heard of it. Andrew always, like, loves shows that I've never even seen promotional material for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad we can talk about it. What's that one? What's that one about, Andrew? Uh, It's very weird. It's based off of, like, a real thing. I forget what it's called. It's, like... Um, one of those games that's like on your phone, but it's takes place in real life. You know what I mean? Um, is this the one where John, where John Goodman is like the thumb and he's like playing the lottery uh, on the TV? Um, no, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this, that, this... Would, that would be the, that would be the Connors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> This stars Jason Siegel. Um, wow. Oh, I'm sure. What? Okay. And wh- where is this on? Uh, this was on AMC. Okay. Interesting. Wait, wh- what's it called again? I gotta, I'm writing it down. Dispatches from Elsewhere. All right. I Very love it. weird. All right. Uh, and finally, I just wanted to mention How To with John Wilson because uh, I've been highly enjoying that. Um, Mm-hmm. I haven't even watched every episode yet because I didn't want to run out already. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Six Same. episodes. You got to savor everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's it jo- for me. Joey, Joey just texted us about how to, 
with John Wilson. And I've taken Andrew's approach or I've watched the first three episodes twice now uh, <laughs> and I'm saving the other three. Yeah, it's, it's smart. Yeah. Uh, I think my definitive close call I'll, I'll do I'll break that rule I loved season four of Fargo mm, I feel like yeah. there are many people who didn't like I I finished it without reading any anything about it I just assumed that everyone thought it was the best thing all year and, it's, <laughs> and it was pretty universally I think panned uh, hmm. which like if you read I don't know most a lot of the things that I that I like uh, that that I seek out advice from, a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was the best season of Fargo so far, uh, and that's saying a lot. Fargo, I think, is probably my favorite show of the last you know decade, and uh, I think every season is super super good. But this new season, I feel like had it all, and it didn't maybe end as spectacularly as people wanted it to but damn it's so good and this is like so old big film cinematic like 40s epic movie but super modern at the same time i just couldn't get enough of it looked that was like the the most i look forward to watching a new episode of something this year um it was always an event uh watching an episode so love fargo um how to really liked though I haven't finished so it was further down my list uh, I think The Outsider counts and I know that we were all yeah, kind of into yeah. that uh, earlier this year and I, I think that that was pretty satisfying um, um, I, the, my, the big one yeah you sorry you have something to say about The Outsider yeah I just wanted to say that I was a little bit disappointed by the end um, it just didn't do much for me i guess i just like expected something bigger totally totally agree it's it reminds me in some way of the first season of true detective um in the sort of letdown at the end but that letdown was so spectacular that uh it made me feel a little bit better here but i think to me like at its best it was kind of like true detective light you know that first it had like a really good spookiness to it um and the uh, the other show that I watched the whole thing of that I really enjoyed uh, was The Undoing, uh, which mm, really? I just finished. Okay. Yeah, which another is another one that uh, I, I think everyone seems to hate. <laughs> really? I, I feel like I'm reading good reviews of this, of all this stuff. Oh, I, I, I was reading reviews just last night of The Undoing because I just finished it yesterday. And uh, they were almost all bad that I was reading. Um, huh. Well, it's I didn't really want to like it as much as I did, um, but I thought the acting was good. Yeah. Like yeah. Hugh, Hugh Grant's great. Yeah, the acting's very good. Agreed. Uh, I just man, I feel like nothing happened really in any episode. Like I'm not even sure what. There's like no story progression. Um, and uh, it just like the ending was nothing. I don't know. I feel like they, they kept using the same trick over and over again to try to make you think the culprit was somebody else. Um, and that's like the entire show. Yeah. Um, 
I think that that's a fair criticism. I liked the character. I liked hating the characters enough. It's like the world's worst family. Yeah. But I thought that like they were so like ambiguously moronic that it was maybe like really good writing in a subtle way. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> maybe I was mis misinterpreting that. I mean, I mean, uh, I thought the acting was great, but yeah, acting was really good. Uh, I don't know. It's worth it's six episodes. I like also like these like yeah. shorter six episode shows. Um, other shows that I watched some of, but and like and liked bits of, but wouldn't bring them fully up to close calls. There, Queen's Gambit was pretty good. I may destroy you is good, but hard to get through. I had high fidelity here uh, as well. Joey. Cool. Uh, HBO, HBO Max, How To with John Wilson is, uh, it, it was very close to being my favorite of the year. Sharing your most intimate thoughts with someone can be a disturbing and messy experience. You're trusting them to take on the full weight of all your problems and handle them with care. And who knows what they'll do once they finally get home and begin to run the forensics on everything you said. And even though an intimate connection may look attractive out in the wild, don't forget that the life of a relationship always seems to follow the same pattern. I think the hard part is it's only six episodes. Um, it feels almost, it's so good, but so fleeting. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to have that little of something so good. So, um, if you like Nathan for you, um, except uh, like, it's like, it's observational, you know, he's filming New York and he's narrating and kind of cobbling these stories together. Um, but it's very dry and, but like really the humor is really cutting and intelligent and, um, it's just awkward. unique. There's, there's really nothing quite like it. It's awkward. Um, but it, there, I've really never seen a show quite like it. Um, yeah. So I, I think uh, if you're if you're into that kind of awkward, uncomfortable humor, um, although I'll say like Nathan for you is one of those shows that is so uncomfortable. I think that it, some people actually just can't do it. Um, I find that how to with John Wilson is a bit more like soft in its approach. So it's like Nathan, except I think it's a little easier to digest. Um, yeah. Uh, the other show I mentioned, I, I mentioned as a close call that, you know, it's been around, but it was relaunched this year is Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, <laughs> I am I am an Unsolved Mysteries fan and I'm very excited that it's back on Netflix. They released 12 episodes in two parts this year. I thought that at least like nine of them were pretty good. Uh, the first one being really, really intriguing. And I love going down those. I love the rabbit hole of like hearing about the mystery and then doing like your own research and reading about like the follow-ups. Um, so I'm happy and solved mysteries is back. Interesting. <laughs> oh, it's good. It, I mean, the production for anyone who hasn't seen the new ones, like the quality of storytelling and production values are like amplified like threefold. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I mean, this there's is big, it's big budget. Stuff. Yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys have any Fergusons? Uh, yeah, my Ferguson for this year was Avenue Five. Oh, um, that's a good one. 
that, yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good Ferguson. Um, it's a, it's on, it was on HBO. It's like takes place at, on a space station, um, stars Hugh Laurie and Josh Gad. Um, and it's by, it, it was made by the guy who made Veep. Yeah. Um, so he's proved himself, but man, for me, this just really fell flat. Uh, I, me, me too. You know, I'm I'm into sci-fi too, so I feel like it'll it it should um, be a good combination of things. But I don't know what it was, man. The jokes I feel like were bad. Um, every episode almost seemed like designed around one major like gag, and it was never good or like satisfying when it came. Um, so anyway, it was just. For me, it's yeah. I think it got picked up for a second season, which is wow. really crazy. Yeah, that's it, it, it really was it, it just mediocre. Yeah. Um, I didn't do it, Ferguson. Did you, Chris? Yeah, I went with uh, Tiger King. Oh, mm. okay. I think that. Um, I mean, everyone watched it when it came out. No one talks about it now, and I think that there's good reason for that. I think that it was just an ugly experience at, by the end of it. Uh, I don't. I mean, I I don't think that it was a badly made show, but it, at the end, it just felt so gross and ugly that it's like, and it ha- coincided with this moment where COVID is getting worse, and we're realizing that this is going to change our lives not for the next couple months but for the next couple years and it just all kind of melded together uh in my memory um but i would also include um the uh the the debates and the (laughs) dnc uh as uh ferguson's any sort of political theater that was created as a television product was uh uh eye gougingly bad as well this year <laughs> sure Good. um i never watched tiger king actually uh, what i don't think i will that's crazy <laughs> i mean it just seems like everybody did it's uh, you know yeah. it's just not up my alley at all like a reality i guess it's a reality thing i, I mean it's a documentary it okay. yeah um yeah, i mean i it's not my Ferguson because as I was watching it, I was just, I really truly was astounded by the turns in the story. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I thought yeah. it was, imp- it was impressive as a story, but yeah. as a, as a thing to consume it, like there's nothing to go back to, or I don't think about it, but in the moment I remember feeling like this is a crazy story. Like this is, this is interesting. But I do think there's something to the idea of like it, the fact that that show's popularity coincided with the realization that like the world was changing. It ended up feeling like this like hollow thing of like, oh, this is the stuff we used to care about, and it yeah. it is uh, it's meaningless. That's a better way of I think of putting what I uh, was trying to voice. Did you did? Joe, I imagine you didn't, Andrew, but I didn't. I forgot that this was a thing. Did you watch the Comey Rule? Hell no. I mean, I, that was close to my Ferguson without ever having watched it because it's like, <laughs> who, who the hell is the audience for like some sort of story about James Comey? Like, 
politically, ideologically, like who did they imagine would give a about that? Yeah. No, it's like, we don't need it again. Like we don't need to hear about him again. You know, like just go away. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Read, read the room. Um, I, I, um, I feel like there, there could be like kind of a separate category because, uh, of, of things of a show that you haven't seen, but only because it's like three streaming services deep on like your list of things that you would possibly consider purchasing. But, but, but but my version of this is Ted Lasso. I really, uh, Ah. like I have no doubt that I would love it, but I don't have Apple TV. I don't see any reason why anyone has Apple TV when you got Roku. (laughs) I got it for free. So I have it, but I, it was free. It was like, I got, well, I got a new phone and it came with like a year of Apple. Oh, oh, cool. So you've seen Ted Lasso. Uh, I've started it. I have not finished it. Um, I mean, I I didn't mind it. it. It was not my favorite, but I didn't mind it. I love Sudeikis. I've got a soft spot for him. I mean, I, he seems like probably a terrible person, but um... no, no, he's really good in it. But it feels like they're like trying to stuff too many other people into it for my liking. Like, I wish it was only, only like almost all him. But there's just like a lot of, you know, British soccer humor, and I'm not sure I totally follow it. Sure. What was I going to say? I, I I will mention like the the show that got me through this year. Not a 2020 show, but that would be. Detroiters for the love of God, people. If you haven't watched yes. Detroiters, you know, if you like Tim Robinson, if you're like a fan of Netflix, I think you should leave and you haven't watched Detroiters. Um, I mean, talk about something that'll just like make you feel warm and happy. Uh, so shout out. It's to better. Detroiters. It's better than I think you should leave. It's not even close. And I love, I think you should leave. I, I, agree. I love, I agree. I've seen every episode of, I think you should leave like 15 times. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I have not watched it, and I think I think you should leave. It's okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this Andrew, is better. You're, you're gonna like Detroiters, Andrew. <laughs> um, it's well, let's perfect okay. show. No, I just want to. I I can't. It is a perfect it show. Perfect. It is a perfect show, and um, the, the fact that it only has two seasons is criminal. But I'm writing it down. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yep. Um, all right. So some of our listeners let us know, and you know, same thing here. They, you know, some of these are actual 2020 shows. Uh, some of these are shows that it just seems like perhaps it's a, you know, a, 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 a different season of the show. Um, for example, uh, Vin, Vincenzo 99, Christopher X will, uh, T bear dart and Zachary Jackson Brown are all selected the second season of the Mandalorian. Oh. Um, Goblin Heath and Clayton Coles both picked the second season of What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, that was which awesome. Was, Pretty which good. was really, which was really good. Yeah. Um, our our best bud and uh, our guest Melissa, uh, co-owner of the Knob Shop. Go go look oh. it up. Buy, buy some. I just buy some jewelry. It. Buy some candles. That those yeah. earrings are pretty cool. They're really cool. Uh, I've purchased some as gifts. I own six of Max's candles. And they're Whoa. really good. I mean, I'm 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 not blowing smoke here. Max's candles are legit, really good. The, I mean, the description of one, uh, they're they're like the three ingredients were like very cool, but uh, you know, I gotta save up for one. Yeah. 
While she and the polyphonic Ryan both selected the HBO documentary series I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which was Hmm. about uh, the Golden State Killer, Uh, Patton Oswalt's wife had written that book. Um, That was pretty good. Did you watch that, Andrew? Yes, I did. That was quite good. Quite Michelle, good. Yeah. Michelle McNamara. That's her name, right? Michelle McNamara. That's right. Michelle McNamara, cool. right? Cool. Yeah. Uh, Michelle underscore Michelle underscore Palmer and Evelyn period L period Kovix selected The Haunting of Bly Manor uh, on Netflix, which I guess is its own kind of season. Uh, yeah, that's true. Season. I did, and I did that was enjoy cool. it. Yeah, I liked it too. Not quite a not quite as much as uh, Hill House, but good. It was good. Uh, and Brooks underscore Payet and Split Model both selected the new relaunch of Say by the Bell. Wow. Okay. Yeah. First I've heard That's of that. Good. Yeah. Uh, other selections here. Ben Bink 888 says The Good Doctor underscore and Justin for All says Inside the NBA. Bus Driver underscore Stu says <laughs> <laughs> That, that did it for you. Uh, he, he picked uh, the Queen's Gambit. Seven 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 G Bradley seventy seven picked Upload, which I think is the new Greg Daniel show on Prime. Um, Nick Comey uh, selected season four of The Crown. Uh, Allie underscore Mander selected Ted Lasso. Unbelievably good show, she says. I'm Drunken Man, uh, or I'm Drunk Man, selected Solar Opposites, which I believe is an animated series on Hulu. Um, A. Hokeman selected Lovecraft Country. Um, Split Model selected The Good Place. Silver Phoenix 371 selected Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you know what? Ethan, the only twiz, uh, selected The Last Dance, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary. Did you watch Mm. that, Chris? I have not. Uh, okay. I need to. Nope. I need to. Yeah, it was quite good. It was. It was pretty addicting. Um, pretty addicting. Uh, Lauren uh, Gilbert selected Umbrella Academy. Throw Revert uh, selected. Uh, just, oh, go ahead. Wait, go, sorry, go ahead. Before we go on, um, I just want to say that that season two of Umbrella Academy is amazing. Uh, definitely yeah, worth watching. Yeah, you've recommended that. I haven't, I haven't gotten to it, but I will. I will. Write it down. Um, throw underscore revert said summer camp island um, Jordan Weekles said lock and key Kessel run 827 said the boys Quincy poet says high score Cobra 713 or buddy Linden says Schitt's Creek Seymour uh, 20 says Tiger King um, the hearts collide says in betweeners and bubble gum Joey 7 says the mass singer hmm. <laughs> Man, I want to hang out with inside the NBA person and the masked singer and just like and learn inside the stuff. NBA is our buddy Justin. Oh, Justin. Yeah. Justin's like, yes, forget these huge budget TV shows that people have worked <laughs> their whole lives to produce. Like, just give me uh wait. Oh, it's on the NBA. Oh, Chuck and, and Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I can see that. They're very yeah. good. Oh, yeah. It's very entertaining. So the, that's uh, that that rounds out TV. Where should we go next, Chris? Oh, uh, let's uh, let's do movie while we're here. Is that okay? Or do you guys want to do something different? No, that's cool. Uh, my man, out of the 
I think only three new movies that I saw this year. Um, I picked I'm Thinking of Ending Things as my best. Jake, my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming in. We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't think so. Weird. I'm visiting Jake's parents for the first time. He hasn't been my boyfriend for very long. They really are looking forward to meeting you. I think you're ending things. Hello? We're here. Oh, hi. Oh, it's all wet. Here they come. Jeff has told us so much about you. He's told me so much about both of you, too. And you came anyway. <laughs> um, very good. Very well made, like a joy to look at. Um, everybody was, that was in it was good. Um, my only complaint is that it's like once I like once it clicked with me like what was going on, I just kind of was over it. I guess. Um, I mean, I think I still think it was done really well. I just I don't think I'm ever gonna go back and watch it again. Um, Really? Yeah. It's just not something that I like. It didn't make me feel good. I guess. Like I don't anticipate ending up in the mood to want to watch this particular thing like very often. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I just thought it was done really well. It was just um, uh, maybe a little one note at the by the end. Quite an endorsement for your favorite movie of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell it like it is. <laughs> that's why they love you. That's... I'm I'm thinking of ending things. That's Charlie Kaufman. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's a conversation piece. Uh, I mean, you guys have seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I do think it's not. I I want to rewatch it. I don't know if it's a movie you rush to rewatch. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like a think piece. I mean, I I really wanted to get your guys' thoughts once I had seen it. Um, yeah. it's really, it's really nice to watch. And I, I, I would say that like middle section of the movie at the house is one of my favorite pieces of the year, but I think, you know, I don't love the beginning or the end uh, the car sequences, like don't totally work for me. I get the conversations interesting. It just doesn't totally work. Yeah. For me. I feel like the magic is in not quite knowing what's happening and yeah, yeah. after that's broken, there's something a little bit missing from it. Yeah, it's almost like a horror movie when they're at the house, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really unsettling and uh, confusing, and that felt good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that middle part feel, I mean, Get Out has become such a touchstone culturally in general, but that middle had like some Get Out kind of vibes to it. For sure. <laughs> Well, Andrew hated. Uh, I, I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> what did you hate? <laughs> I'm, I'm I, 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 I really, I'm looking forward to rewatching. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm, I certainly will watch it like two more times. Um, but mm. we've talked a lot about it at this 
among ourselves. So my my pick for um, favorite movie is a movie I watched last night. So a little recency bias here, but it's uh, First Cow. What's your name? King Lou. They call me Cookie. My mother died when I was born, and then my father died. I never stopped moving. It's the getting started that's the puzzle. No way for a poor man to start. You have a cow. First cow in the territory. Same place for cows. Well, it's no place for a white man either. I sense opportunity here. Good Lord, give me another. I'll give you six ingots for that last one. I taste London in this game. Take what we can when the taking is good. Seems dangerous. So is anything worth doing? Yeah. <laughs> I really, cow. really loved it. Uh, starring, you know, Cle or Northeast Ohio's own John Magaro. Oh, I didn't uh, know he was from here. He's from Akron. And like, oh, cool. you know, was like a, a an actor in Cleveland uh, for a while, like a, like a, like a stage actor. Um, so it's it, it's um a little slow paced at first but once it gets to like the core thing about like cooking um oh. it like really is like some heart warming tendering satisfying thing i mean like you're not to give anything away but there's a lot of like uh just like uh Cows. you know Oregon Trail era, um, Americana, um, open west kind of cooking out in, you know, the middle of nowhere that like is so artful and perfect and makes you appreciate food and like the, the lug, the small luxuries of, of something like, uh, yeah. milk. Like being and, stuck in the 1800s on, on the coast of the Pacific, like, not there is nothing else going on except like holy cow this guy's making some good food yeah my day will my day will revolve around this good simple food like the simplest of food yeah right right it, it i mean i love to camp i love um being in the outdoors and i love part of the reason i love to campus because i love to cook outside on a fire and it just like brought me exactly to that feeling um and i also thought the ending was incredible um i the beginning kind of foreshadowed the end ending right, right but but not in the way that i expected and i cried like a baby at the end of that movie i loved it so much it's it's like uh as someone who studies history that that middle section where you're in the fort it's it, it feels about as close as i've like ever imagined to what it was like to be alive in that time period um, yeah it just feels so authentic and understated but not like not in a boring way where it's like an artsy fartsy like it's it's got a story and a pace to it and um you just got to kind of give it a chance also maybe the best like opening closing shot duo of the year for sure oh yeah i'm glad that you like that too i was worried that if you guys have seen it you would think it wasn't as good as i thought it was no it really like yeah it just kills you Orion Lee too. I haven't seen him in much stuff, but like 
if he's ever in a movie coming out, like I will watch it to because he's in it. Yeah, I thought he was okay. great. Okay, first cow. And there is a cow. Yep. Yep. I thought you'd go crudes, but uh, okay, first cow. Um, <laughs> my favorite movie uh, is a documentary, which you can only unfortunately access on Apple TV. That's a, that's a documentary called Boy State. I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how great and cool I am, seeing as we are all qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. Good, yeah. People like that stuff a lot. Some people say they're a sports junkie. I say I'm a politics junkie. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. I'm playing this like a game. I would like very much to win. I love it, boys. I love it. Where are you from? I come from a very modest family. Uh, I'm on the course to be the first one to graduate from high school. I am a progressive person, and I'm in a room full of mostly conservative people. Our masculinity shall not be infringed. Yeah! I've never seen so many white people ever. I feel like everybody has a secret underlying need for bipartisanship. A message of unity, as good as it sounds, is not winning anyone any elections. And it's about uh, the camps that many states run. There's a girl's state and a boy's state. Uh, usually in the summertime, states have these kids come. It's a political camp that runs for one to two weeks. And at these camps, they have like faux elections where people, there's actual candidates, there's campaign managers, there's delegates. Um, and the people there, the kids there are serious. Like this isn't like, um, you know, they're not just kind of screwing around that you have to apply to get in. It's very patriotic. Uh, you'll get some liberal kids, some conservative kids. And it's like the most interesting documentary I've ever seen about like the microcosm of American politics. Like, oh, you, you know, this one, this one takes place in Austin, a place actually you took me, Chris, at the state Capitol. Um, and, uh, it's a week there. These kids, you know, you could tell I've listened to interviews with the crew. They said, you know, they kind of were able to figure out which kids quickly to follow. Um, and there's like three or four main kids that you really follow throughout. Some end up being the candidates. Some are like, just kind of like there. Some are the campaign managers. And, um, you know, you see like the ugly side of politics, except like in the 16 and 17 year olds and how this manifests, and uh, you see kind of like the hope in politics of like, you know, kids who are just really, you know, standing up for something they believe in and how that can become jaded and uh, corrupted. And it, it's just so it's it, it's both depressing and inspiring. And uh, I mean, I love documentaries. I'd rather watch a documentary really than anything. And uh, but this one <clears throat> I've I've watched twice already and. I feel like it's uh, I could throw it on any time. It's just so like the ki- the the kids in it are so entertaining and it's so well made. Um, so Boy State, unfortunately, only on Apple TV. But if you know you haven't like burned your free trial or something, uh, maybe uh, go do that because there's there's a couple good things on Apple TV. Man, interesting. I would watch that tonight if uh, if I could. I mean, I would buy it. It sounds great, but if I could just buy it, but uh, apparently I can only. You know, I don't know, Apple TV. <laughs> Get over it already, people. Yeah. So, uh, close calls? Um, yeah, uh, this is just my default, since I don't have that much, but I have to pick Birds of Prey. 
Wow. Um, I didn't catch that. You know, I saw it. It was it was okay. Uh, okay. It was fine for what it was. Um, I'm kind of getting tired of the comic book movies generally, but um, I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> and, Andrew, Andrew's 2020 movies. They were fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Cool. That's cool. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm drunk and I'm drunk. Man also picked Birds of Prey, Andrew. So, well, I mean, uh, it looked good. People that are in it are good. Uh, it's just, yeah. So it's, it's a comic book movie. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, Uncle Frank. You guys catch that? It's an Amazon movie. I've not caught. I, I've seen it advertised, but I've not caught that one. It's it's uh it's good. Um. I couldn't really think. I mean, I'm thinking of ending things is probably my close call, but we already talked about that. So I'll talk about Uncle Frank, which uh, it's on Amazon. Um, character study. Uh, Southern. It's. I would just describe it as uh, like a better version of like the best possible version of Hillbilly Elegy, um, except just magnitudes better. Um, like it's about a family in the South, like in the deep South or maybe in Kentucky, you know, something that feels deep Southy, um, or feels very Southern. Uh, the uncle, um, is gay and is kind of the outcast of the family and becomes a professor. And then, but it's really from the perspective of his niece and her, like trying kind of realizing that she's not quite going to fit in in the town that she uh grew up in and is kind of admires his uncle her uncle and kind of about their journey back to the town together after his father dies um another movie i cried a lot during uh i thought it was really pretty tastefully done in terms of like its emotional palette um pretty to watch good acting performances I recommend it. Well, my close call is also a documentary. Uh, I think Chris, maybe you watched it. Uh, that would be Jasper Mall. Oh yeah, um, that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a documentary about a mall in rural Alabama, kind of like a dying mall. Uh, you know, like fifty percent filled, fifty percent vacant, and it kind of follows the guy who runs the mall. You know, pops in on some of the shops, some of the regulars who go to the mall. Um, the guys who made it are like from the area and um, we're just kind of interested in like what mall culture looks like in 2020. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, right up my alley. It's like, it's, it's uh, interesting to watch and well shot and uh, kind of like, just like looking in on normal people, which I really like. Uh, it's, I don't know. If you like documentaries, uh, I, I'm trying to push it because it doesn't seem like there's any momentum behind it. Uh, Jasper Mall. In fact, I was really excited. One of our listeners, Ethan, uh, the only twiz, uh, also picked it as his favorite of the year. And Whoa. I, literally, I literally like can't find anybody who's seen it. So um, Jasper Mall. It's, it's just, uh, you know, I don't think it's cynical. I think like yeah, I, I don't know, Chris. Did you? I, I remember you feeling unsure about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that question. It's 
so I mean, I have a hard time with that in a, with a, a lot of movies. It's like, is my perspective different than their perspective? Because I do have a sympathetic perspective to it, but I think there are definitely opportunities to view some of the directorial and editing choices uh, as exploitative. Um, I don't think that's ultimately bears out. I think you've convinced me that 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 isn't, but some of it is just like, oof, like just, I don't know, the, the, these people, um, like especially the couple, like the stuff with the couple, like that just felt like they're going to regret doing this and being filmed. Uh, yeah, being filmed and having this story told about them. Um, yeah. And I kind of felt that for a lot of the characters is like, I don't know how they will feel about this five years from now. I don't know if that matters. I don't know if they will even see this movie. Maybe that's part of it. Um, the movie isn't for them, for sure. It, um, it's so good. It's really, really good. But that's that was like my little kind of uh, uncomfortability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, great. it does. It does have that sense. Uh, I just I I did I also got the sense that anybody in it was just kind of like whatever like if you want to film right. film um, right totally totally I yeah there's no against their will but my my worry is like five years from now right right yeah we'll see we'll see um, I also really liked uh, Sound of Metal which is also on Amazon Prime uh, it's with Riz, Ar- Riz Ahmed. Uh, he plays a metal drummer. He and his girlfriend are just like in a two piece oh. band. They're like a metal band. Uh, and it's, I don't think a spoiler to say it happens pretty quick. He loses his hearing. I think he loses his hearing in like the first two minutes. Um, during a show, like he just loses all sound. Um, and it's about him rehabilitating like as a deaf, as a deaf man. Um, and being super resistant to it. And um, he joins this kind of community. And it's just, I, it's my favorite performance of the year. Um, it's, I've never really seen a movie quite like it. Um, and uh, I loved it. So um, that's called The so- uh, Sound of Metal. Um, I also love, as far as uh, non-documentary, Palm Springs on Hulu, which is just a real romp with Andy Samberg. Um, I know Melissa, our friend Melissa, also really liked that one, uh, and so did uh, Clayton Coles. That's uh, the Groundhog's Day esque, uh, you know, Andy Samberg stuck in a time loop at a wedding in Palm Springs, over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, really love that one. First Cow as well, great, love First Cow. Um, Ferguson's. Uh, yeah, I got a Ferguson for you. Um, the Invisible Man. Aha. Uh, I, I, interesting you brought that one up. <laughs> uh, just everything about watching this was kind of infuriating to me. Um, the, like, people, I feel like people were praising this movie too. And there's just like a constant, like every scene has something major that's like, a continuity problem or just like something that they, it's almost like they just forgot to account for something that's happening. Um, like in, in the scene on the commercial where the guy gets uh, splattered with paint um, mm. right after that, she comes down looking for him and there's no, there's paint all over the place and there's no footprints, <laughs> no like drips of paint. It's like, what is happening in this? Um, 
So anyway, I was just annoyed watching it. Yeah. 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 Invisible Man's an interesting one because there was a lot of hype. It was like kind of one of the last movies to come out before everything shut down. And, you know, all I had heard was like, man, this is like such a cool, like low budget take on Invisible Man. I finally caught it two months ago. And I I just kind of had the same feeling of like, this is what people were. It's not bad. It's not it's not a poorly made film. But definitely, it like the third act is just kind of like, oh no, this is what they're doing with it. Like it didn't, it didn't quite work with for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wish it had been better. What's what's the actress's name? Because I, I really like her. Um, oh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, she's like she's kind of great in everything, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, not to not to kill the mood, but it was like one of the more popular picks. Uh, wow. Among our listeners, uh, Michelle Palmer, uh, Split Mo- uh, Spit Model, Zachary Jackson, Brown Art, Seymour 20 all picked it as their favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, take it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Andrew only saw three movies this year. <laughs> and he hated two and a half of them, so... So is this a retelling of the H.G. Wells Invisible Man or like the Ralph Ellison Invisible Man? Like, what's the what's the deal? It's probably probably one of those. Update not the Ralph Ellison. I mean, I don't think that it's just basically the concept, but today with today's technology, I mean, there's nothing oh, okay. that's like similar about the stories, really. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Did you have a Ferguson, Sounds Chris? Sounds kind of Norbity uh, to me. Uh, yeah, mine was uh, Hillbilly Elegy, without a doubt. Did you watch it's it? Like, I watched as much as I could of it before like I uh, wanted to throw the remote at the TV. I, uh, <laughs> It is um, writing a lot. I mean, I've, <clears throat> the, the flaws of the book have been well uh, documented. We don't need to go into that. It's absurd that they made it into a movie, um, given how slammed the book was, much less a Ron Howard, like big budget movie with legitimate, uh, you know, actors playing the, the key roles. But it is so emotionally tone deaf. It is so it, it makes me it viscerally like makes me nauseous. Uh, a lot of the decisions in that movie, it is so unrealistic that I don't know. I don't know why I hate it so much, but uh, it's I, I don't dislike it as much as I dislike Mother, uh, to be honest. But I at least I finished Mother. I was in a movie theater with Mother, but I could not finish this movie. And I kind of knew I was going to hate it, but uh, I don't understand how anyone could like it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard some similar thoughts on it uh, like that that it's uh, not good. Sorry, that was probably, you know, too harsh, but it, it bugged me. I, I imagine, did you, did any of you guys see Tenet? Because I, I imagine if I watched Tenet, that would have been, you know, <laughs> a good Ferguson. No, I did not uh, journey to the theater to go see it. I mean, that's annoying so. in itself that like Nolan demanded that it be released in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, that's some Elon Musk that, stuff that, right that's, there. That's almost enough just to make it a Ferguson, no matter what you think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's insufferably no idea, film bro 
nonsense. Yeah. Um, I picked Prom. It's a Netflix movie. It's uh, I think it's cr- pretty popular right now. Uh, I didn't I didn't actively seek it out. It was on uh, when I walked into the room, but uh, it's, it's it's with uh, James Corden and uh, Meryl Streep and. Uh, there's a bunch of famous people in it um and it's a musical uh about a Ugh. about a gay girl who is not allowed to go to her high school prom and so then all these celebrities like come to her town and like put on a prom for her it's hmm. uh people really like it but uh i was i i really do i i didn't like do a lot of fergusons this i didn't i think this might be my only solid ferguson but it was bad. It was uh, like insufferable in the way that like there's like Netflix movies have this kind of feel to them. Not all of them, but uh, just this kind of gross, slick feel. Uh, that that sounds insufferable. That was the word that came to mind just hearing the description of it. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds insufferable. That, yeah, it, it's like it's definitely like uh, it seems like they ran some data and like accumulated a script. Um, I don't know. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Geek Girl Forever, mentioned that she was pretty disappointed in the new live-action Milan, mm. which I did mm. not catch, but I've heard kind of the same sentiment that it was like, uh, you know, not great. Milan uh, is a sleeper. Maybe it's a different generation, but M- Milan's a real sleeper among like Disney movies. I, I found with younger people, like, yeah, uh, you know, that that comes up a lot. Uh, Milan that like people maybe in their mid twenties and, and around there really loved Mulan. Yeah. I, I missed no, that one. Sorry. Just yeah. Observation. No, I haven't caught the new one, but the, yeah, the, I, I would agree. It's a sleeper, the nineties uh, version. Um, listeners, other picks, uh, Christopher X will and silver Phoenix three seventy one both like the Disney Pixar movie onward, which I did catch and I did like was not my favorite, but uh, you know, a very heartwarming story about the love of brothers. Okay. Um, Jimmy is a geek. My world, the captain's world, uh, Michelangelo Jones and Katie Gord, 88, all picked Sonic the Hedgehog as their favorite movie of 2020. Sounds Anybody right. Catch <laughs> Anybody catch that? Probably it's plausible. Not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, other picks from listeners. Well, uh, our, our guest and one of our best buds, Candace, picked Boy State. Uh, shout out. Oh, wow. Yep. Great minds. Great minds. Uh, our buddy Justin picked The Hunt. Our buddy Vincenzo picked Robin's Wish. 77G Bradley 77 picked After We Collided. Uh, Goblin Heath selected a movie called Weathering With You. Allie underscore mander selected the nickelodeon 90s documentary the orange years which i quite enjoyed um t bear dart picked the only movie that i actually purchased this year which is bill and ted face the music uh, which was a bunch of fun i mean i kind of regret purchasing it but um it was fun I, I had fun. Um, the Polyphonic Ryan picked, I think, maybe the underdog movie of the year, one that I'll be returning to every October, Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler. Hmm. Loved it. Oh, yeah? Lo- loved it. Hmm. I mean, you guys aren't going to like it, but... 
thought it was fun. Uh, Jordan Weekles uh, selected the Netflix movie uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. That's that new Aaron Sorkin movie. Um, Quincy Poet uh, selected Defy Bloods, which I really liked a lot. He says, rest in peace, Chadwick. Ah, oh, that's in my my list of that stuff I was trying to get to before we did this. Yeah, my... Chadwick Boseman is really great. That movie. Um, I mean, I like that movie a lot. There's some clunky parts, but like, uh, it's good. It's definitely worth checking out. Cool. Um, our buddy Lyndon uh, selected Bad Boys for Life, which I believe was the most profitable uh, movie this year. Totally forgot that came out. Yeah, I think that was like the last major hit in movie theaters this year. And Bubblegum Joey 7 selected Crudes 2. Oh, yeah. There we go. Crudes love. Do you think Crudes 2 surpassed its uh, predecessor? Would you go so far as to say that? I don't know much about them, but I'd say no. Okay. The original Crudes, you, you kind of like, like it old school. Yeah, OG. Cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Where are we going next, Chris? Uh, let's um, let's get it over with. Let's do moment. <laughs> <laughs> let's get it over with. Yeah, I, that's how I always feel about the moment category. I, I hate it. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't love it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, my top moment is. Uh, Chaim Ashed, former head of Israel's defense ministry, saying that humans have made contact with aliens and have made an agreement with a galactic federation. Aliens exist and President Trump knows about it. That's according to Israel's former space security chief. In an interview with an Israeli newspaper, he said the aliens have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. NBC News Chief Global Correspondent Bill Neely explains this one. Hey, you're in agreement That's with uh, you're in agreement with Lauren Gilbert. That was her favorite too. Perfect. Yeah. Um, just the cra- pretty much. Cra- I don't know. In a crazy year, a, a particularly crazy thing to happen um, from a pretty credible person. Yeah. And we all have Tom DeLong to thank. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, you always kind of go with a, uh, space themed thing. Do I? I feel like you're, they're always really cool. They're always stuff I did. I mean, I knew, I actually did know the full one of this, but Andrew always comes up with moments that I did not know. So I'm learning history from Andrew. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, my, my pick is the Black Lives Matter movement and protests. The killing of George Floyd in Minnesota has revealed police impunity and the cheapness of black life in the United States. I think that it was uh, as all good as something could get and despite what other people who aren't paying attention may want to think. Uh, nice to start to stuff, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I agree. Uh, I went with, I, I suspect this might end up being feeling more like a 2021 thing, but I went with the vaccine. 
We are coming on the air right now with some breaking news. The FDA has just issued an emergency use authorization order for Pfizer's vaccine. Now, that clears the way for the vaccine to be shipped all across our country. The first batch of doses going to healthcare workers and the elderly. This comes just 24 hours after a large majority of an FDA advisory panel voted that the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the risks. Some key questions that were raised in that meeting, including about potential allergic reactions to the vaccine. Of course, most Americans will not receive a dose of vaccine until at least the spring. It, it's like the thing that uh, made me feel hopeful this year. Uh, like, oh, okay, maybe, um, maybe we're not stuck forever in this pattern. Uh, yeah. Getting a vaccine in eight months, uh, I think, you know, they say generally it takes four years, so that feels pretty incredible. Uh, shout out to scientists, medical workers, anybody in the healthcare field. Uh, pretty incredible. Absolutely. Very nice. Good Plus, you've, you've always loved shots, Joey. Always a big, you know, I have a, here's a fun story. I have really hard veins to find. Uh, I know the vaccine doesn't require finding a vein, but uh, taking blood for me, um, it's really, I've, I've become like comfortable with it. Like I'll watch nurses tap my arm for like three minutes or not. I don't usually go that long. Now, you know, they'll tap my arm for like a minute. I'm like, I got really hard veins to find if you just want to go like right in my hand or uh, so. Uh, you're really taking liberties with the idea of a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have fun listening to that? <laughs> no, I loved it. <laughs> Tell me more about your hard veins. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, close calls. Uh, yeah, mine is the Super Nintendo World Japan being completed, uh, like, really recently. Um, I watched a, the introduction video walking around the park, and it was really cool looking. I wish I, I almost wish I was a kid so that I could somehow go experience that. Yeah. Not that I can't, I guess, in my adulthood, but probably need more of a reason to go. <laughs> Is that, is that like, are you planning, is that your post-vaccine trip? I mean, I would, well, they're going to, I guess, build one in, or a few in America eventually. So maybe I'll wait and go to one of those, but it looks oh, really on. cool. First day. <laughs> this is kind of my dream, like, park. If I was a kid and this came out, I'd be, like, adamant about going. Um, you can punch the blocks and it'll give you coins and stuff. It's, it just looks really cool. Let's let's go and Joey will make a movie about it. Hell yes. Sorry, my moment is my my close call is uh, the opportunity that some have been afforded to reevaluate our habits and lifestyle because of all the changes <laughs> that we've undergone. Okay, good, good, good close <laughs> call. <laughs> um. No, I mean, that is good. Uh, it sounds funny that when you say it like that. Thanks. <laughs> Do you have a top thing that you've reevaluated that you feel oh, comfortable? God. Uh, oh, boy. No, you not that I feel anything. comfortable. I'm not, you know, uh, you know, those are personal things, but I feel, you know, that, uh, it's more of like advice to myself. It's like, remember, you still have this chance. You could totally transform yourself into a radically better person. Yeah. 
That's good. That's good. That is good. Um, you know, I, I, as, as listeners know, I try not to go like into my personal life whatsoever, but I, I feel like it's, you know, not too personal. I, I bought a house and, uh, I am very happy in that house. It was a, it was a healthy change and, uh, needed. So yeah, pretty excited about that. I, I have not, uh, the hard part is like, nobody's allowed to come over. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like this like monumental thing. And I have like core family members who still have like not stepped foot into the house. Um, but, uh, eventually someone will, people will come hang out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm down. That'd be good. Um, (laughs) That's it. Yeah. We'll get back to our game nights. Uh, Ferguson's. Uh, I just couldn't avoid saying the pandemic. I feel like sure. it's just so prevalent in every thing you do, even if you're like not paying that much attention, I feel like everything is affected by it. Um, so, you know, there you have it. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody agreed with you. I'm not going to read all the names. Um, sure. there's, there's more, there's, there's less people who didn't say the pandemic that I'll share later. Uh, but yeah, almost everybody said it. Would you say Chris? Uh, the state of politics, the the failure on all levels of at least the federal government and most state governments, if not all state governments, to deal with the pandemic, help people out, um, have any meaningful, you know, ideas. I mean, the the fact that this vaccine <laughs> got through is uh, it's the a miracle. best. The best argument that I've, I think I've ever heard for conservative government, like the government really didn't, like it happened despite what is the most like stalled, um, inept, inept, uninterested, um, couldn't be bothered. (laughs) I mean, the failure on the stimulus, uh, Chris, you got 600 bucks. You got 600 bucks, baby. (laughs) Yeah, Democrats negotiated a great deal. They had twelve hundred, but they worked. They worked it down. The president they hate suggested two thousand. They said we'll up you six hundred. Yeah, it's just bad at all levels. Uh, Yeah, it's so yeah. All the more sorry. All the more uh, reason why your uh, Joey's uh, favorite moment is kind of miraculous. Yeah. I, it, it felt miraculous. Um, I'm with you. I, I just wrote down the failure of both the American system and the people. Like I, you know, you want to believe in the country, but this felt like a very kind of, um, uh, you know, if you didn't realize where the country was, both in terms politically and racially and uh, as far as tolerance for one another, uh, it was a very unaffirming year uh of like oh boy uh people are really just you know not on the same page as far as what matters in life and how to take care of each other and so uh definitely since systematically listen i study government uh you know it's part of my living and i understand federalism and i understand that states are uh given the opportunity to operate individually of each other but 
sometimes one size does fit all and it feels like um this this year it every, every crack in the american government was exposed and um unfortunately it doesn't feel very it doesn't it doesn't feel urgent enough that people think it needs to be addressed um so uh a, a bit of a letdown worrisome but and yeah and you can't discount like the just the general cultural like the america's you know long cultural uh fetishization of of individualism right like that like correct yeah it's almost impossible like as a rule if there's ever like a doesn't matter how controversial something is anymore there's going to be like a huge number of people who will be on against whatever it is or for whatever it is like nothing will ever be universally agreed upon like that is like built into the dna of the country and it's hard to disentangle from the governmental failures sorry Um, sorry no no Uh, yeah that's that is what it is um well there has been a whole bunch of uh whole bunch of, I'll break it down for listeners so the good let's start with the good um, Christopher X will has bomb Ali underscore Mander Stinner Brooks underscore uh, Payette uh, spit model and Melissa all in some form said that they were very pleased with the results of the election that Trump will no longer uh, be overseeing the uh, government um, so there's a lot of commonality there but other things um, Ben Bink 888 says announcing me TV network to bring Saturday morning cartoons in 2021. Vincenzo said he liked getting Vincenzo said he liked getting to work remote, uh, which is, you know, I think that's true. Uh, Justin said he got to buy a house. So congrats, Justin. Our friend Candace and guest of the show welcomed a new son this year. Ooh, congratulations, Candace. Pretty cool. Um, what else we got? We had a couple babies. Uh, Michelle gave birth. Uh, so shout out to Michelle. Yeah. Uh, cool. We also had uh, Ethan, our friend Ethan. He had a son. Wow. So Mom yeah, a bun- bunch of babies. Uh, Brett, our, Br- our friend Brett Wilson said he got to be on our episode of Wacky Deli. And that was awesome. He liked yeah. that. Great episode. Wow. Yeah. That was a nice episode. Yeah. Um, the poly, uh, the polyphonic Ryan says he got that first stimulus check. Oh yeah. (laughs) Ryan, there's another one coming, bud. (laughs) Um, silver Phoenix says, uh, she graduated college and she started a new relationship with a boyfriend. So that's cool. Uh, I mentioned Lauren Gilbert also like that, uh, Israeli space news, Andrew. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Clayton Coles said the Lady G conspiracy theory. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Dare I investigate? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Lyndon also mentioned uh, he he liked getting to be a part of the podcast this year, and we loved having him. He was on awesome. Dee Dee's haircut in our last yeah. episode. All that. Yeah, really fun. Um, our buddy Connor or Seymour Twenty said he got to propose to his fiance on the beach this year is really cool uh two cup shaker vr said uh getting a stimulus and buying jameson with it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, and as far as uh, the Fergusons go, you know, pretty common just to say like 2020 was the Ferguson or COVID was the Ferguson or Trump was the Ferguson. Um, but other things besides that, Allie, Allie uh, mentioned the deaths of um, John Prine and Justin Towns Earl. Oh, my God. Yep. Two, uh, two, two giants in the uh, songwriting uh, business of music. Uh, I, w- I would throw in um, Adam Schlesinger of uh, Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Huge bummer. Uh, let's see here. Lauren Gilbert mentioned just in general media and politics. Uh, also the Tiger King. <laughs> um, Silver Phoenix mentions being laid off. Huge bummer. I know a lot of people are in that boat. Uh, Quincy Poet mentioned the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor assassinations. Um, Connor mentioned the new Ford Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's that's a 2019 Ferguson. Love it. <laughs> uh, and then um, Clay, Clayton Coles mentioned this as a Ferguson, but I I have to say this was one of the, the best moments of the year for me, uh, which was the Four Seasons Total Landscaping fiasco with Rudy Giuliani. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I've laughed harder this year. I was... I think I was like crying laughing once I really realized what happened there. The Four Seasons Total Landscaping thing. It's Nathan for you. It is like... <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah a- it's so good. Yeah. It, it was like what I needed at that moment. That was like the week of the election. Everybody was still kind of scratching their heads. Happened like two hours before they actually like started calling it for Biden. It felt good. <laughs> You said it. All right. That's that's moments. Heck of a year. Where are we going next, Chris? Let's go to... Uh, let's go to song. Okay. Yeah. Um, I selected After My Own by our own, our own friend uh, of the podcast, Daniel Eli Weiss. Heck oh. yeah. Dropping that uh, new joint, of course. Yeah. Of course, I'm sorry. A new album this year. Um, this is my favorite of this album. Um, mm. I think it's like a little bit more, uh, just slightly lighter or more upbeat than some of the other stuff, which is also good. Um, I just feel like Dan does tend to um, stray toward like the uh, heavier stuff, I guess. Um, but I really like that. I mean, I don't even like to like really look at it critically or like. It's hard. It, it's right hard to. Yeah. yeah. These are but uh, but I really like this song. After it's, my own. It's, it's so good that it merits critical attention. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like that. 
let's let's make it real clear. His name's Daniel Eli Weiss. Yes. The album is on Bandcamp and it's called Of Curse. Uh, and you should buy it. Um, yeah. If if uh, you listen to our show, if you're this far and you probably listen to our show, uh, it's the jazz music that you hear under bios and trivia and the jazz music you hear under um, our listener letters. That's all Daniel. Um, but this album is it's you know it's 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 got of course a core of jazz, but it's songwriting. It, you know he's singing and there's lyrics and um, it's it's uh, absolutely worth the listen. You have a favorite track on that, Chris? I do. Uh, now I'm looking at the track list. It really changes. After my own is in my top three. Uh, I think I I come back to and this is my. Um, close call I, I know what you are now I know what you are a procession of a confused man follow you around I It was the first song that like I listened to like immediately over after I listened to it from the album. Um, I think that honestly, I really love, I mean, it's my album of the year as well. Um, wow. Okay. And uh, I really love all the songs, but I think I know what you are is, uh, is my favorite. What about you? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go coat of arms track one. Yeah. Um, I also really like track two, Used To. Uh, yeah. I, it's like a, it's a great one-two punch. Uh, um, I'm a sucker for the New York Public Public Library. Real short jam, kind of dark, but uh, that chorus punches. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people will check Daniel's music out. Uh, ind- independent artist, DIY. Support. Spectacled. <laughs> yeah, spectacled. He's been on. He's been on two episodes of BOC. We called him for Halloweeny, and he was on a listener topics epi- uh, episode. So uh, he's 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 a friend of the pod. Yeah. Uh, that was your pick for album too, Chris, right? Yep. Sure. Uh, my favorite okay. my favorite uh, song, it was hard. Um, I mean, I just to not to double up on the on Dan's album, I went with my friend Corey. Corey and the boys, uh, he's got a song called Boy Weren't We Something. Hey, old friend, how you been? It's sure been a while. How's the wife? How are the kids? It's nice to see you out. Is this your H-E-B? Cause I ain't seen you here. Oh, you just work nearby. Well, boy, weren't we something? Boy, weren't we something? Boy, weren't we something 
even if just for a while. And uh, from his uh, newest record, uh, The COVID Tapes A World in Crisis. Um, (laughs) Volume one, I believe. Go with those puns. Yeah. uh, But just, um, you know, it's it's like a personal uh, favorite song. It's like uh, very much about Austin and the time that I lived in it and and enjoyed it and talking about kind of getting older uh, and uh, trying to figure out like how to reflect on that kind of stuff that like when you know the good old days kind of stuff uh it's great his lyrics are always great um always like to to shout him out croy and the boys uh yeah that's my favorite track of the year sweet croy and the boys check them out um my song of the year is one that i've come to more recently i thought it was like a good year for songs not my favorite not a lot of ones where I'm like, I'm going to love this forever. And I can usually kind of feel that pretty quick. But um, this is just like a really fun romp of a song. It's called Murder in the Cathedral. And it's by Kiwi Jr. To the lion's den There are opportunities In foreign communities Who wears a collar Who wears a crown Where is the college In the campus town I used to know Oh yeah I listened to that uh, Right before we uh, Pod Started potting Oh cool Yeah they're like They're they're just kind of A fun band Like it's um, Just kind of real Simple rock And uh Kind of, kind of sloppy rock, but uh, the songwriting is really tight. I, I like the whole album a lot. I think it's it's called Football Money. Um, but yeah, Murder in the Cathedral. Uh, the the lyrics are really funny, and uh, I'm not like usually a lyrical guy. I'm I'm kind of like always obsessed with what's happening with music, and I forget to even listen to lyrics. But um, love love the lyrics on Murder in the Cathedral. Yeah. Uh, close call. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my close call is "Ode to the Mets" by The Strokes. This is my favorite song on the album. Uh, I think it's the correct choice for the closer. Um, <laughs> very, uh, just I don't, know, just really good. I, I've liked the Strokes for a long time. I'm glad they're still making music. Yeah. 
I haven't listened to that new album, but their performance on SNL was awesome. It was, I feel silly as someone who still watches SNL every week, but the last time they were on SNL, that was, I feel like a real great performance. Yeah, very cool. Wait, am I thinking of a long time ago? No, uh, they, no, they were on. Okay, yeah, it was really good. Um, I'm going to go with uh, another Austin musician called Julian Neal in a song called Lucky Stars. I made a rule I was only gonna look out For number Just, uh, you know, kind of reminds me of a more like a polished version of early Cass McCombs, kind of, um, which is kind of doesn't make sense because what makes that early cast up is that it's like really raw, but uh, yeah, very listenable stuff. Yeah, I, I was, um, we had we had traded uh Spotify playlists, I think, just to kind of see where our mindsets were, and I I had noted him as kind of, uh, I think, my favorite thing on there. So, uh, cool. Yeah, seems seems like a really cool songwriter. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to a guy I've shouted out before on this pod. I think I ended one or two episodes. Actually, I, the song I'm picking uh, ended the Doug's sister act episode, uh, which is "Where Are You, Judy" uh, by Andy Shaw. You know Judy's back in town I guess I didn't hear about that How long has she been here? I haven't seen her around I only miss her when the skies are Canadian singer-songwriter. He's got, he had a new album this year called The Neon Skyline, which was a concept album. Not quite as strong as his uh, original uh, The Party, which I think is a masterpiece, but uh, Where Are You, Judy is, man, it just, great chorus, really fun story. Uh, yeah, I think he's a great songwriter, and uh, yeah, Where Are You, Judy? Very cool. Other, other songs I want to give a quick shout-out to, because I was real like real close on a lot of these uh, a song called Clementine by Golden Days uh, Any More Than You Want by Twin Peaks uh, the band and uh, Cars in Space by Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever who are a great Australian rock band hmm. cool tunes cool. Yeah. Um, do you guys know what the most downloaded song this year was uh, something about a box um I don't think so, no. but I mean, was it uh, Little Pumps, Little Pimp, Big Mega Steppin'? 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. Is it is it WAP? No. Or is it WAP? I'm not sure. <laughs> WAP. You know what I'm talking about, Cardi B. It's, it's the age-old question, Joey. It's the age. Sure. Uh, okay. What, Andrew, we don't know. <laughs> uh, it's "Blinding Lights" by the week. The weekend. Oh, the weekend. Okay. Uh, cool. Sure. Do you guys have Ferguson's? Uh, I do not. Chris. Uh, yeah, I already burned. <laughs> I purposely burned one because I had like four. Um, in uh, Lil Pump's Lil Pimp Big Maga Steppin', uh, I just can't imagine there's a worse song. But <laughs> the other three nominees I have are Florida Georgia Line, I Love My Country, Van Morrison, No More Lockdown, and uh, J. Cole's uh, Snow on the Bluff. Just needlessly uh, and and pathetically coming after No Name, who is, uh, you know, I know someone Joey also likes a lot, just who is uh, kind of unimpeachably like right on most stuff, it seems. Uh, just a really lame attempt to uh, to really come at someone who's out of your league, J. Cole. Uh, so, I don't know. Have a pick of any of those. There's, I've, <laughs> there's a lot of bad music this year. Oh, I mean, I was looking at like some of the stuff people... I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I think I've been saying it for years, but I, I officially have no idea what's happening in music. Um, I like people send me the names of this stuff, and it really seems made up to me. But um, here's here's uh, some people's favorite stuff. Um, Justin liked the Code Orange song "Sulfur Surrounding." Uh, Chris's favorite bus driver Stu liked uh, "The Alarmist" by Pinegrove. Um, Vincenzo liked Rockstar by DaBaby. Uh, Allie liked I Remember Everything by John Prine. Uh, Mackenzie Stidman likes Twinkle Star by Snail House. T Bear Dart likes Golden Edges by Mr. Gnome. Uh, A Hokeman oh, uh, likes Callius to Dover by Bright Eyes. Um, oh. Isn't isn't Mr. Gnome from Cleveland? I was just gonna say that. Um, in fact, I think that her the girl that's one of the main members in it it was um, a like student teacher in our art class when we were oh. in high. School. Okay, cool. Well, wait, how did you put that together? Uh, who me? Yeah, that's oh, a weird. I... Yeah. Uh, Man, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, okay, I feel fair. like they, they might have been like around since then or something. Like oh, she might cool. have even talked about it in uh, class or something. Wow, sounds like she really made an impression on you. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, she was very cool. I think she stopped being a teacher, like or like going in that direction shortly after that. Yeah, yeah probably. Seems like a good. It was a good decision. <laughs> T T Bear Dart thinks so. Um, Brooks Payett liked Sleeping In by All Time Low. Brett Wilson likes Is It True by Tame Impala. Um, let's see here. The Polyphonic Ryan likes Nothing Nothing Like a Love Song by Hanson. Uh, Spit Model likes Stalker by The Megas. Um, Silver uh, Phoenix likes Jawbreaker by uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Clayton Coles likes Death Cab for Cutie's cover of Waterfalls. 
Melissa likes Untitled Number 4 by the Avid Brothers. Uh, Kessel Run 824 likes Camouflage by the Front Bottoms. Quincy Poet likes uh, Don't Be Afraid by Knowledge. Lyndon likes The Scots by Travis Scott. Um, Pavito Messy Hair likes 911 by Lady Gaga. Marley Mook likes Hole in the Bottle by Kelsey Ballerini. Uh, Two Cups likes Grown Woman by Russell, and Bubblegum Joey likes that Dua Lipa song. (laughs) (laughs) Recent SNL uh, musical guest. Yeah. So I I legit don't think I've ever heard any of those songs, but uh, there we go. Uh, Yeah, I was going to ask Andrew, have you you heard any of those songs? I've heard like maybe three of them, two. No, I don't recognize almost any of that. Yeah, music is crazy like that. That's uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. check some of those out. There's yeah. just yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I'm sure we named uh, whatever six songs that people have no idea. So oh, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> certain. <laughs> that's that's what's fun about music. Although, check. but and then again, you have like uh, Joey and Ethan loving uh, and and finding the the mall movie, which is Jasper uh, Mall. I know it's crazy. The signal through the noise, right there. Right. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's songs. Uh, sh- should we just go to albums? Sure. 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 Okay. Well, very good because I picked um, of course Daniel Eli Weiss. Um, I've been listening to this album. I mean, we talked about it, but I've been listening to it a lot. Um, to uh, like, I'll go through music before I start writing for the day, or whatever. And um, so I've been listening to it a lot in that context. Um, and uh, I just really have enjoyed um, no, I guess knowing Dan, like knowing about him, and like hearing um, his musical influences like changing and then influencing his stuff and, um so I've, I've been really enjoying it well said same except the writing part I'd, uh i haven't done that yet cool <laughs> <laughs> well we'll go with the trifecta man uh daniel eli weiss of Cur- of curse um you know, just give it a try. It's it's yeah. it's uh, it's really thoughtful. I mean, it's it's like incredibly intricate music. It's it's about as like l- listenable three and a half minute songs that are technically composed uh, yeah. that you can get to. So it's both like um, challenging and uh, resembles a song that you would hear as verses and choruses. And um, I, I think it's catchy. Cool and and yeah and songs that you're like oh cool like i'll come back and i i mean that that's always my favorite thing is like 
oh man, something just happened there that I want to like listen to that again. Yeah. yeah. So sure. be- beautiful work by Daniel and uh, I I really re- I I don't think his let me uh, let me check his Bandcamp has the live album. Of, no, it's uh, it's up there. I just pulled it up to remind myself of track titles. Okay. Um, yeah, live at the bar next door is the album we use a lot of the songs from. That's on his band camp. Uh, we use Woody and You, Sack of Woe. Um, he's got a Elliot Smith cover between the bars. Uh, sometimes we use I've Never Been in Love Before. So that's there if you want to check out like some of the songs we use on the podcast. And then he also has an album he did uh, in 2011 called Fifth Child of the Fifth Child, which is equally as ambitious and uh, interesting and uh composed yeah. yeah and he's got other albums that he hasn't had posted that uh i love just as much which is a bummer they're not posted well maybe he'll hear this dan post ampersand promise he's not gonna be listening <laughs> yeah no way no um, <laughs> uh okay so close calls um, yeah, I picked uh, the new abnormal uh, strokes. I, as usual, haven't listened to a whole lot of full albums um, this year, but uh, I enjoyed this heavily. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad to hear from them, and uh, I plan on spending more time with it, like the other ones, um, to really get to know it. But I've enjoyed it so far. So, Your cousin Melissa one. agrees. That was Melissa's pick. Yeah. Runs in the family. Chris album. Uh, my f- close call is uh, Natural Child's uh, 2020 album, self-titled Natural Child. bunch of albums i think that they're along with maybe twin peaks um capturing like what i feel for me is like the core of like rock and roll music um better than you know anything else out there right now uh it's not honestly i think a great album but it's just like very easy to listen to like fun not taking itself seriously but still like uh yeah, and, and very loose, but still cool. Um, yeah, just great rock and roll. Right on. Uh, I'm going with a guy that I really hope people check out. Um, he's like kind of another DIY guy in Portland. Uh, his name's Mo Troper. 
He released an album this year called Natural Beauty. And uh, it's, if you like power pop rock, it's about as like precise as it gets. His songs are like anywhere from like one minute to three minutes. And um, they're all insanely catchy. They're like, there's a lot going on in them. you know, I'd say of the new album, I really love the song Potential, which is like a minute and 40 seconds. Australia about teenage love over the internet um, he just seems like a very uh, I don't know he seems like a cool dude I enjoy following him on Twitter uh, and uh, I don't know natural beauty go check it out if you like power pop rock it's a uh, it's really good uh, also it's oh go ahead. so clean so squeaky clean in the, in the best way like just just as clean as like a, a rock and roll kind of recording to be yes yeah it's really yeah it's a good way of putting it uh i also love the uh album called simpatico demos uh it's by a band called golden days uh they released an album last year which i believe was just called simpatico which uh i'm not really that familiar with and what little i checked out i didn't quite prefer but they released the demos that they had made for that album and it's just about the like most I don't know how to phrase this without sounding like a loser. Um, <laughs> like very, very chill. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, it makes you like want to like take a bath and like uh, just relax. It's, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's right up my alley. It's like, it, you know, it sounds like demos, which I like, um, but it's super melodic and, um, pretty sounding uh, no one's gonna listen to it but uh, simpatico demos <laughs> it, is, it is really good I, you i forgot that that was this year honestly until i was listening to your spotify playlist but you're right that's good bath i mean it's yeah it's like you can kind of like hear it in a dream super chill man you're right yeah, that's the curse of that album that's a better word that's, is, that's uh, a loser word dreamy well, no, it's it's a hard thing to talk about without sounding kind of funny. Um, okay, any Ferguson albums? No, I didn't pick a Ferg. Uh, I was cranky before and uh, think, wanted to say uh, Taylor Swift uh, folklore. Sure. Um, just because it, it just feels weird, like musicians are having professional musicians are having the hardest year of their professional lives everyone except like taylor swift and and like to to like return to this like folky you know artsy rootsy aesthetic in order to like kind of you know sell more albums feels just cynical at at a time when like everyone else is struggling those musicians who are like really in those communities and stuff 
Uh, but that's a cranky thing to say, so I don't actually mean it. <laughs> well, that was Evelyn and uh, A. Hookman's favorite album. I know. I'm, I'm, sh <sighs> I'm sure that was a stupid thing to say, but... Uh, I think it's the top yeah. album of the year as well. I th yeah, I think it's the best-selling album here. Yep. Um, other albums that were popular uh, among our listeners, Vincenzo and Pavito Messi Hair picked uh, Chromatica. I don't know what that is. Sounds um, cool. An album that I do know and really, really loved uh, by uh, Jordan Weekles picked and Splat Graham both picked um, Fiona Apple Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Great album. Good. Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, love some Samiksha is one of my, my favorite tunes. Um, Justin picked the song "Code uh, Underneath" by Code Orange. Or, I'm sorry, the album um, "Underneath" by Code Orange. Uh, Bus driver Stu picked "Punisher" by uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, Stinner picked "Run the Jewels" for. Ali Mander picked "Dive Midwestern" by Arlo McKinley. Uh, T Bear Dart picked "Inlet" by Hum. Ooh, hum. Um, hum has an album? I guess so. That's cool. Cool. Uh, Brooks picked uh, Wake Up Sunshine by All Time Low. Brett Wilson picked C CYR by Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, they have an album? Yeah. I think that one just came out like three weeks ago. Huh. Um, the Polyphonic Ryan picked uh, Notes on the Conditional Form by the 1975. Uh, the Real... Uh, let's see. The real Jay Naughty picked Lanny by Mama's Boy. Or maybe it's the other way. Lanny. Uh, I don't know. Um, Spit, model picked, <laughs> Spit Model picked Ohms by Deftones. Um, Silver Phoenix picked Evermore by Taylor Swift. Lauren said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Justin Bieber. Uh, My World, The Captain's World says Straight No Chaser. Social Christmasing. Uh, Throw Revert <laughs> <laughs> a throw revert picked uh, Sturgill Simpson, Cutting Grass, Volume 2. I like that one. Uh, Clayton Coles picked Color Theory by Soccer Mommy. Kessel Run 827 picked Let There Be Nothing by The Judicator. Quincy picked 1988 by Knowledge. Lyndon picked J Detroit 2 by Big Sean. Seymour uh, 20 picked uh, Shore by Fleet Foxes. Marley picked Ballerini by Kelsey Ballerini. And Two Cup Shake VR picked uh, Kaina Leeds' new album. Cool. There it is. I know some of those. Yeah. I knew more of those. Yeah, that made me feel better. I probably knew a third of those. Yeah. And, I'm, yeah. and I'll check out like a fifth of the third, a 15th. Sure. sure. Boom! Music done. Where are we? Well, I guess there's music videos. Where, where where are we going next? Let's do videos. Let's let's just do do them real quick. You know. All right. Real, I didn't just, I didn't ask people I didn't ask people about this one. So yeah, we could do this one quick. Uh, I picked Paper Cup by Real Estate. Me too. Oh. <laughs> oh. Really? Yeah. Cool. Um, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese type animatronic animal. Um kind of like remembering all the ways in which he was beat up over the years. And, um, it's, really weird. It, it's like, it's like if you watched a doc, if it's like if Chuck E. Cheese was like, actually had a home life 
Like he was gigging, yeah. you know, like actually gigging, and then he had to go home. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty depressing, but also amusing. Yeah, and it looks great. It looks like, amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that it's a real estate video. It feels too ambitious. So I went with uh, a band uh, called Dumb and their video. I gave Greg Abbott the coronavirus in parentheses and, <laughs> and he died. Is this uh, Dumb your friend's band or the Dumb I like? No, it's it's Corey's Dumb. Um, okay. okay. It's, it's, it's an honestly, it's a really good video. It's a puppet. Uh, it's like a puppet video of the process of uh, running into Greg Abbott, uh, uh, you know, and giving him the coronavirus and Greg Abbott dying. Perfect. <laughs> Andrew K. <laughs> uh, close calls? Um, yeah, I picked uh, John Redcorn by Sir. Yeah. <laughs> we're in lo- we're in lockstep here man wow i mean this is a weird one too um I, yeah it's just like a, a parody of king of the hill basically like with what? the animation kind of down to i mean it looks perfect yeah yeah it's awesome um, and the song so is just, called john redcorn <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't uh, wait sure. to check that out you're gonna love yeah. it uh, my close call is uh, another friend's band uh, called The Dumpies and their video, Kenneth Lay is Still Alive. Different band. Uh, uh, same kind of idea. This one is uh, about uh, just kind of like a cartoon fantasy that, that Kenneth Lay faked his death and is now still alive and just kind of like ripping through the world. Um, and it's really short, really good. Both of these videos... Um, I, I really recommend it's just like entertainment. Um, yeah. And just happen to be, you know, done by friends. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, I picked I picked John Redcorn. Uh, I also mentioned uh, Jesse Ware's video, Step Into My Life, which is a dude just really dancing through a bowling alley. Um, it's like, it's kind of in the vein of like Christopher Walken, Fat Boy Slim video, but at a bowling alley. I had no Ferguson. You guys? Uh, no. Yeah, I went with uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, <laughs> letter, letter to you. Uh, uh-huh. Just to, I mean, I'm not going to get into it now, but, you know, let's just, let's just, let's just reflect on the, the delicious irony that the man who's supposed to be, uh, you know, champion of the working people, blue collar, Bruce uh, is nicknamed the boss. I, I don't think that we, sh- we should let that slip by when you're spending five hundred dollars to be in the last row uh, of a concert to see Bruce Springsteen. Anyway, I, I watched this video, letter to you, and uh, it's just you know just that it's exactly what you think it is. Just like footage of the band kind of acting in black and white, and there's this moment where uh, Bruce is like um, scribbling out like the the uh the chords to the song <laughs> it just says I have, I have a screenshot in front of me c c g g c <laughs> and then next line f c and then the next line f c and then the last line c f c then it says lyrics heck yeah 
He couldn't remember it. He had to write it down. <laughs> you just never know when that F's going to pop in. Screws me up. Yeah. Um, very good. Uh, uh, any other music video thoughts? Uh, do you guys want to know the most viewed music video of the year? Is it? It's uh, that Cardi- It's got to be Cardi B. No. I mean, that was close. It's on the list, but. What is it? That's Despacito by Louis Fonsi featuring Daddy Yankee. Wait. Okay. Despacito? Wasn't that like 100 years ago? I don't know. Just like yeah. maybe I, it was at I least mean, like I, two years ago. <laughs> maybe it's uh, either I'm wrong or it's maybe on the list again. I don't know. I mean, we can just it, forget it. I mean, <laughs> we can just forget it. <laughs> Uh, we're like three hours into the episode it's going to be like 40 minutes long um it came out last year so i mean it's reasonable that the video could have come out this year no, you're right I, I mean i looked it up it's just that song also is years old oh i see okay i don't know it oh, you would know it if you heard it that's, <laughs> that's that's music videos where should we go next uh let's do podcasts sure okay um i went with uh one of our listeners podcasts cassandra explains it all hey Um, very good just a fun 90s podcast talking about uh, 90s movies and tv shows um and uh the host is very interesting and i don't know fun to listen to um has friends on sometimes and just a fun one. Um, really enjoyed the mask episode. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it reminded me <laughs> of um, there's like a moment in the movie where you can see that one of the guys has been like impaled anally with a uh, um, like uh, exhaust from a car. <laughs> Um, it's just like so bizarre. Anyway, they talked about it. it reminded me of it. It's so bizarrely like uh, violent for that movie that yeah, yeah. seemed weird. Cassandra. Anyway, yeah, Cassandra explains it all. Yeah, I, I've I've listened to and she's really well spoken. Like really, yeah. um, she has like really. Uh, I like I like kind of her uh, opening monologues of like just whatever she's thinking, and then her breakdowns yeah. are really solid. Uh, and she's been just such a huge supporter of the show too, so it's totally. it's cool to see her doing her thing. Yeah, I also think it's very good. I feel I kind of cheated here because this was the one category that I I didn't have a like a definitive um, twenty twenty podcast that was that came out in twenty twenty. Um, did you did you request that we talk about podcasts specifically? Yeah, because I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. <laughs> I just figured you had something locked and loaded. Like you couldn't wait to talk about it. No, uh, I, um, my pick is today explained because I I think it came out in 2019, but, uh, it is, it's like, I listen to two podcasts every day. Uh, you know, they come out daily and that's one of them. And that's the way better and more important one. And the other one is Cleveland Browns daily, which is deeply (laughs) embarrassing. Shout out Um, Cleveland Browns daily. (laughs) Uh, it's it's embarrassing but um today explains like they're 20 minute episodes and they're 
it's just really well edited and it's really in and out. Like host is great. He talks to someone who's an expert in whatever the topic is. That's something that's current in the news or current in culture and has an expert is a really good interviewer, interviews the expert about it, lets the expert talk and that's the episode. And I've learned a lot from it. Uh, even though technically it didn't start in 2020. That does sound very interesting. All right. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, you know, definitely prob. I guess if we're going 20, I don't have a 2021. I mean, Cassandra explains it all. I guess if I, if we're sticking 2020, I'd say there, I, I have a whole bunch. Um, I guess I'm going to go with one that I just very recently got into. Cause it seems like the one I'll probably continue to listen to the most, but it started last year. Uh, which is called Dr. Game Show. Um, it's it's run by two very, very funny people. I mean, like, they're kind of established comedians and actors and actresses. But um, they have guests on. Uh, for example, the one I listened to recently had Danny Tamborelli from Pete and Pete, Little Pete. Uh, they have John Hodgman. And I don't, they, they have a lot of really funny guests. But the concept of the show is... Um, it's very interactive. They pretty much talk to callers nonstop, uh, but a, someone re- emails them a game that they like to play with their friends. Um, it could be just any random game, like uh, what was one I listened to? You had to like they they you'd get a like Scottish slang word, and then you'd have to guess what the word is, and then what it means, and then use it in a sentence, and uh, mm-hmm. or. Um, you know how they make those like junky co- Halloween costumes where it's like red jumping man and it's supposed to be super Mario, but it's a knockoff. You'd have to call and like give one and they'd have to figure out what you're talking about. So they play like mini games, but it's very comedic. Um, so that's Dr. Game show. Sounds fun. Which yeah. Ali Mander also really likes. Um, but that came out last year. I don't know. Close calls. Cause I, I got a bunch of close calls. Uh, yeah, I, this didn't come out this year, but I, for some reason started listening to your mom's house podcast. Um, it's dumb. It's hosted by Tom Segura, this comedian from Cincinnati, uh, and his wife. And, uh, it's just dumb. Like they just talk about current stuff and dumb, uh, TikTok videos and, the only reason I listen to it really is because it's like a, something that I don't, don't have to think about very hard. Um, so it's a good uh, cleanser, I guess. Cool. I feel yeah. with that. that that's, uh, that's how I feel about Cleveland Browns daily. I feel like it's, it's very helpful. Uh, well, we talked about Cassandra Explains. I'll go uh, California City. It's like the only serialized kind of 2020 podcast I listen to. Um, about uh, this town. It's, you know, on the model of, you know, serial uh, about this town in the middle of the desert in California that, like, is truly in the middle of nowhere. It shouldn't exist and is basically a giant real estate scam and talking about how it got developed and how the sort of court case about the, the place that is selling this land and all the kind of scams that people went through to 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 end up having land in this kind of nowhere place uh Hmm. the 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 story was more interesting than i think the storytelling but it the story itself was 
pretty awesome. Interesting. Just subscribed. Mm. Cool. I'll be checking it out. Um, yeah, I'm curious, curious what, to, what you think about it. Uh, please let me know. Um, I had a bunch of stuff here. Uh, Life of the Record, which is kind of a... It doesn't come out very often, but it, that's also, I think, because it's such a well-researched show. But they pretty much take an album and they like do super deep dives with people who are involved in the making of those albums. Um, so, for example... I mean, the one that really got me hooked this year, one of my favorite albums of all time, is the self-titled Elliot Smith album. And they talk about, like... They talk with the woman who owned the house where he recorded it and like what the actual process was like when he was recording and just kind of all the small details that like went into every song. They go song by song on the album and like where the song came from, what it meant, especially since Elliot's passed. Um, you know, they kind of speak for him a little bit. They've also done an episode on Please to Meet Me by The Replacements. Oh, um, OK, I got to I got to check this out. Uh, Bows and Arrows by The Walkman. Um, one of Andrew's fi- absolute favorites, definitely. Right? Yeah, yeah. The 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 podcast is called Life of the Record, and it's really well researched and put together. Um, I'd say, I think only like, I think there's only like seven episodes so far over the last year, um, and I think only three came out this year. So. They're slow, but I think that's just because they're actually like doing a good job making the episodes. Um, okay, besides that one, I'm a big m- movie nerd. Uh, I like the Team Deacons podcast, uh, which is with you know acclaimed one of the best cinematographers ever, Roger Deacons and his wife, and they talk to people in the business about movie making. Um, what's with these homies talking about Weezer? Big Weezer nerd here. They go through every Weezer album track by track. Uh, they're pretty honest about it. Um, so if you like Weezer, check out what's up with these homies talking about Weezer. It's done by comedians, so it's actually like pretty funny. Uh, and then finally, like I said, I love Unsolved Mysteries. There's a podcast called You Can't Make This Up, which they t- anytime there's a murder documentary on Netflix, they do an episode on it. So they did an episode for every Unsolved Mysteries, um, and they've done a bunch of other Netflix uh, murder docs and things like that. You Can't Make This Up. Um, so Interesting. Cool. Yeah. You guys, you guys know that Joey was a legend on those Weezer boards. I was very Just involved in the Weezer. Yeah, I was very involved. Embarrassingly involved. I, I think about now, like, <laughs> I mean, it's been years, uh, many years since I've been on them, but I think about the mass amount of wasted time of my life. So, <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure Carl's still talking about you. No, I don't think so. I don't, uh, I don't think so. Uh, any Ferguson's? Uh, no. Okay. Chris, any Ferguson's? Um, don't do it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, let's see other shout outs by, I mean, we got, you know, I posted it and I really wasn't meant to get like a bunch of VOC responses, but people are very nice. Um, Justin said big orange couch uh, bus driver Sue said a tie between you guys and the ologies have you guys ever listened to ologies no, no. pretty cool uh, every episode's a different like ology so like um, uh, you know what I'm talking about like um, what'd you say Ology. Exactly. Uh, the one I listened to recently was, it got my attention because it had the same name as your book Andrew Space Junk which was Spaceology. Oh. 
It's uh, it's uh like the, one of the few women in the world who's like a space archaeologist. Um, oh, cool! Re- really cool. So, like, every episode's with an expert in the field, and they go like th- every little detail of like, okay, what's this? What is? What does it mean to like study this area of science or whatever it might be? Um, so cool. that's yeah, that's called ologies. Uh, Vincenzo said big orange couch. Nick said big orange couch. Um, KV KVNG Primetime said the rewatchables. That's a great movie podcast, though a lot of the movies they talk about are not rewatchable. Um, Goblin Heath, BOC, or the Retronauts. Um, Allie Mander said uh, BOC and Doctor Game Show. T uh, Bear Dart said Big Orange Couch. A Hokeman says Reliving the Lights, which I believe is a Friday Night Lights podcast. Um, Stinner said BOC, This Will Never Change. Brooks said Big Orange Couch. Brett said Big Orange Couch. Michelle said Big Orange Couch. The Polyphonic Ryan said The Tone Mob. Not sure which one that is. Um, Zach said BOC and superhero stuff you should know. Um, Spit Model said Zach to the Future. Rad Years, uh, which I think is another nostalgia podcast. Um, Silver Phoenix says you guys. Big Boss uh, says the Purple Stuff uh, podcast. Um, Evelyn says Big Orange Couch. Vaughn says Big Orange Couch. Kessel Run says BOC and uh, Behind the Bastards, but I don't know what that is. Um, Jordan Weekles says Present Company Excluded. Next would be Noble Blood, which I believe is a podcast about uh, royalty. Uh, Quincy says, Come on now, BOC, baby. Uh, Throw Revert says BOC. Um, Victory is second. Lyndon says, uh, the brilliant idiots. And of course, BOC Connor Marley say BOC. And then, uh, the hearts collide says Tuesdays with stories. Cool. Appreciate the love. Love it. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know what the most downloaded podcast was this year? WTF? No, at least not according. Now I'm questioning everything. Despacito. Uh, Despacito. has to be. <laughs> um, it's something called Crime Junkie. Okay. I've never heard it. Those crime docs are pretty popular. Yeah. People love that stuff. I don't, I don't know what that's doing to your brain long term. Consuming all that stuff. Honestly. I, I, I was doing it. I mean, I was doing it for like the early... the My early days in pods were like, oh yeah, all this murder stuff. And it definitely gets to a point where you're like, what... This is not like <laughs> fulfilling me in any way. Um, yeah. Okay. What's next, Chris? Uh, we only have one category left, right? Uh, two uh, books and video games. Oh, right, right. Video games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's do books while we're here, if that's okay. Sure. You're saving best uh, for last. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I know that people probably care more about that than than I do. So you know, it deserves its proper place as a at, at you know at the head of the table, the other head of Perfect. the table. Perfect. Uh, well, I'm embarrassingly out of date again with books, but uh, the best book that I read this year has been "Bo Bo 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 Bo" by Yoshio Sawai. Uh, it's a manga. Uh, it's just like a parody of 
other mangas pretty much um and it's completely insane uh i kind of love this like japanese this thing about japanese storytelling where it's like they almost sometimes ignore um certain logic but still make the story work i don't in some crazy way which i don't know it's just really interesting to me so um this was a goofy one but i i enjoyed it sounds cool i wrote it down although i don't know if i got all the bobos um yeah if you type in bobo bo it'll come up it, wait did that did that come out in 2020 or did you read it this year i just was reading it oh, okay cool that makes me feel better yeah i didn't read any i i would just say i did not read any 2020 books that came out in 2020 um uh my favorite book that i read in 2020 is a book called parsival and the wet sorry parsival and the wet black branch of language by martin shaw and it's uh it's kind of like hard to define it's it the basic idea it's like a retelling of the parsival myth it's like a you know percival uh holy grail that story um I'm a medieval nerd, so I'm automatically into that. It's my favorite medieval text, uh, Parsifal. Um, so I was already attracted because it was a retelling of that, but it's kind of like breaking down each part of that. And like the whole argument is about, or the whole kind of discussion about like myth and, and wilderness as these things that go together. Like myth is the place of the wilderness. And, you know, um, he says things like, uh, like the business of stories is not enchantment. The business of stories is not escape. The business of stories is waking up. You know, he says stuff like that. Uh, but it's but it's really less. It's it's actually bouncy and fun, and um, I think just super super smart um, and make good at a, it's kind of environmental studies plus myth kind of stuff. It's it's cool. Interesting. What's it called again? Uh, Parsival with a Z and the wet black branch of language. Cool. Excellent. That's all I got. What do you got, Joey? Cool. Well, mine technically didn't come out this year. Forgive me. But uh, it's a 2019 novel called Space Junk. Oh! Let's go. It's a uh... way to the party, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely couldn't finish it. But I, by the, I think I maybe we'd even recorded this episode by the time I got it last year. But um, and it, you know, I, I finished it. I don't know, mid midsummer this year, and I loved it. Uh, this is Andrew's book. Um, this is uh, man, it's a romp. It's like it's just space fun, man. It's uh, you have like these super quirky characters who uh, you kind of like care about very quickly and. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I, I know some of our listeners have actually gotten it, which is awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, don't More take sure. it from me, folks. Don't don't just take it from me. Uh, you know, some reviews here on Amazon. The spiritual successor to Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, entertaining, Damn. entertaining space story. Fresh perspective on futuristic space. These are all five stars. Not bad. That's still five stars. Um, <laughs> 
Great story set in a fully realized universe. Five stars. Uh, quirky sci-fi. Five stars. Great fun time. Let's see more of Adam and Daisy. Adventure with Pants Team Pink. Five stars. Um, so, uh, Andrew, I think like as someone in my life who has like tried to create stuff uh, that, uh, you know, this is awesome. I mean, you created like a very comprehensive entertaining book and it seems like people are enjoying it and that's amazing thank you very much that's very nice of you and uh very nice of everybody who bought it and or left a review i really appreciate it um i'm working on the sequel right now oh yeah coming up on finishing it so that'll hopefully be done in the next i don't know month or two um well so thank you well for, for well, this guy says, don't forget to visit Fred's and Moonburger. Does Adam use up his last Murray? Are these, are like these it. answers? Mm-hmm. He's going to get, is he going to get, is he going to get answers to his question? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. for okay. sure. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you for reading Joe, it and bringing it up. Joey, was one of those reviews mine? Uh, I don't know. What's your name on here? Uh, I don't know. Chris? Same as my name normally. I don't know because I, I I think I remember writing one of the Amazon writing an Amazon review. I don't remember if I did. If I if I didn't, I will. <laughs> It'd be very but, funny if it wasn't five stars. <laughs> no, no, but, but stars. The the words that come to mind now, and that's why I'm wondering if it was one of those reviews. Then is fully realized about that. I we're, we're lavishing not, not, much not praise on Andrew, and 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 I know that that probably makes you feel a little uncomfortable, but. Uh, so, yeah, I was just thinking it was cool that maybe I wrote that review and I have the same kind of feeling like a year later, like fully realized remains like the the, the prime thing in my head. And I think that that's a very difficult thing to to do. Uh, yeah, that's so good. Good job. Thank you. That is great. Should I read your one star review? Just, yes. just so we're just, yes. just, just so we're fair. <laughs> yes. Have you read it, Andrew? Are you aware of it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you only have one, so like you know this guy. But um, this is from Les Phelps, and he says, "Worst book I have ever read." <laughs> <laughs> Which is just not possible. Uh, but it's a, uh, it's a very it's a verified purchase, so he bought it. Um, really, I, I appreciate that kind of review. Uh, did you read it? Just like such an yeah okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just such a like vehemently angry about it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like it. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, he does not he does not like that the plot is drink beer. <laughs> which is not how i read the plot but uh it, i mean be, there is beer drinking but uh you know yeah yeah i mean well, nothing worth creating is uh you know you don't want everyone to like anything that you do that's a bad yeah. sign yeah, uh i agreed i think you should clap back though yeah should we <laughs> you think Les phelps listens oh yeah Oh, for sure. He's John down notes. Uh, he's he's uh, observing tendencies. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe you should just tell him, like, better luck with your second book. Yeah. Yeah. We'll show him. Uh, and, and, Andrew will show him. Yeah. All right. 
No, well, I, I was uh, implying that he had only read one book in his life, so that was de facto his the worst book he'd ever read. So maybe the second book he he ever read would be yeah, be, yeah better. <laughs> well, I like that. well, he he says, you know, he doesn't like that it's about drinking beer or that there's like flying burgers or pink cats. And he says <laughs> the writer may Which, the, he says the might <laughs> the writer may want to write about what he's interested in, and I just. I really love that he thinks Andrew's like passionate about pink cats. That <laughs> was pretty humorous. Like, yeah. Uh, list of weird things that I guess I'm interested. <laughs> I have a problem with the flying burgers. Um, all right. Uh, uh, close calls. Yeah. Um, mine is, this is another one, not from this year. Uh, the Mothman prophecies. Ah. I finally read um, this by John a keel. Um, it's purported to be, uh, there's a movie based on it, um, starring, um, Richard Gere. Uh, it's purported to be a true story and I don't, I can't say for sure, I guess, whether it is, um, it's, it's like an alien book, but there's way more stuff going on and like weirdness to it than just aliens like it's not even about aliens really it's like him trying to figure out how all these strange occurrences connect together that seemingly have nothing to do with each other um so it's really like fun and interesting though there's like a line or two that makes me really question whether it's um true or not other than the fact that it's so outlandish <laughs> um, but it was fun it was a fun read cool but that seems like a good candidate for an audio book too, which I, which I need. It kind of, kind of keeps you engaged the whole time. Have you seen the movie, Chris? No, oh, I have not. Yeah. That's a cool one. It's pretty- Richard Gear classic. Well, I'm a gearhead, so uh, I don't know how it escaped my my uh, purview. <laughs> so my uh, close call is a book that I've carried around through a lot of moves and read a while ago and I guess didn't appreciate it as much of the time, but was rereading recently, uh, Greil Marcus's Lipstick Traces, A Secret History of the 20th Century. Um, Greil Marcus is a great kind of music writer, cultural writer, kind of uh, cool philosopher guy. Uh, and, and, the, and the book is like loosely about the Sex Pistols and like the beginning of punk, but it, uh, kind of like traces back like what are the kind of impulses of punk and like where these have resonated at different points in in history and kind of connecting kind of things things that you would never think to connect and also telling the story of like er- the early punk movement and uh, and like kind of what happened after punk to rock and roll it's just hmm. it's a little like overly heady for being light uh, in its subject matter at times, but it's really, really good. Sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound interesting. What's it called? Uh, Lipstick Traces, colon, a secret secret history of the 20th century. Very cool. Well, my my close call was a book written in 2013. I absolutely loved it. I've, like, tried to give it to everybody who might want to read it. Uh, It's called Rest in Pieces. The Curious Fate of Famous Corpses. 
Um, <laughs> and it's just kind of a incident by incident case of like all these famous bodies that have been dug up and like body parts stolen and uh, or like used for weird reasons politically or historically, all very famous dead people. Um, but uh, it was written by a great writer. Her name's uh, Best Lovejoy. Um, and uh, it's just very detailed and uh, just like right up my alley. It's morbid and historical and uh, very funny. Um, so rest in pieces. Cool. I think, yeah. I think that's one of my sister Emily's uh, favorites as well. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, Ferguson's. Uh, yeah, actually I have a Ferguson for this. Oh, um, uh, less felt. Mommy... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let them have it. Um, I picked The Mummy by Anne Rice. Oh. Um, I like, she writes the Vampire Chronicles books, like Interview with the Vampire, mm. um, which I like those. Um, so that's why I kind of picked this up. Uh, but it turned out to be like very light on the horror element and like heavy on like the, um, almost like more like a period piece than a horror novel. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I'm sure somebody likes that. I just, it was just a little much for me of um, like focused on this world a uh, hundred years ago or whenever it took place. Um, something like that. Uh, it just, um, it, it just didn't grip me. I don't know. I read the whole thing, but uh, it was more of like, I just didn't have anything else to read hmm. at the time. Okay. No Ferguson for me. Uh, I mean, I, I bail pretty early on books that I think might go there. Um, and for into Ferguson territory for me. So it's, it's hard for me to say. It's a good uh, skill to have. <laughs> I have a hard time doing that, but I feel like it's good when you know, you're not going to like it. You might as well just drop it. You know? Yeah. I have one well, here um, and I'm not finished with it. And that's a testament to like not liking it. Um, and Chris, you're going to be upset that I'm even, I, that I even have it, but that would be a promised land by uh, Barack oh, Obama. Wow. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't even really want to get it. It's just like, uh, there's something super like not genuine about it. And, um, I think some of the stuff he's saying that he thinks comes across as like really real and raw comes across still as like very sleek and uh, off-putting, and uh, I don't know. But a Jijian. Yeah, yeah, but a Jijian. If that's what we're. I mean, that's the new model, right? So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I I had been like eagerly awaiting it, um, but I've I've just made it through the campaign and uh i don't know i got like 500 more pages um <laughs> do you think you'll finish it i think i will just because like i'm interested in the presidential aspect i mean i should have just jumped to the presidency um like the details of that but i'm i'm more i'm more having a problem with like his style of storytelling i mean it's just um it's a little 
I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Too self-interested? I don't know. Um, but I guess it's him, so I don't know. Um, Interesting. Well, I think it's good to read it. I applaud you for reading it. I, I, I wish that I wanted to read it because I would want to kind of like know what that feels like or something. Yeah. I mean, I, it's interesting to get the experience from someone who lived it. Um, um, other people's books, uh, two people, Seymour 20 and spit model both picked if it bleeds by Stephen King. Um, Justin picked book of Mormon, uh, KVNG primetime picked, um, 2020 revisited temptations book by Otis Williams. Uh, Goblin Heath said Japan soft and oral history. T bear dart said killer. Come back to me. The crime stories of Ray Bradbury. Cool. Uh, Michelle Palmer said sharp objects. Hmm. Uh, Polyphonic Ryan said not written in 2020, but the tracker by Tom Brown jr. Clayton Cole says the department of truth by James uh, Tinian, uh, the fourth, and Martin Simmons. Um, Kessel Run says the Thor series by Donny Cates. Jordan Weekles says Transcendent Kingdom by uh, by uh, Jayasi. Sorry if I screwed that up. By the way, I, I didn't mention Jordan Weekles, but um, she mentioned that her favorite moment of the year was getting the vaccine shot because she's a med- uh, she's a medical worker, and uh, she had mentioned that this year had been really hard that she'd been working in the ICU. Uh, and oh, um, so she, she, she's the only person I've interacted with so far who's gotten the vaccine, but she mentioned that as her big moment. So shout out to Jordan and uh, all the people who are uh, dealing with this. Thank you. Hopefully we will be able to appreciate you in a reasonable enough way at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quincy said between the world and me and uh, yeah. So that's books. Cool. Very nice. And the one everybody's been waiting for. Yeah. These aren't games from, these are just games from years ago that I've been playing uh, just to keep my mind cool. occupied. Um but uh, the big one for me this year was Adam's Family, Pugsley Scavenger. <laughs> on, on, on. Uh, that's original Nintendo? Uh, Super Nintendo. Oh, Super, okay. I'm not sure I'm I played that down. one. I've never even it's, heard It's very fun. It looks awesome. Like, I love how it looks. Um, but it's like one of these games that I remember renting a lot as a kid and never being able to get almost anywhere in it Mm. um so i kind of had a bone to pick with it i guess in my adulthood and uh just as just as maddening as i remembered it um (laughs) i love i love that pugsley got his own game yeah uh, and it's like based off of the uh, Adam's Family cartoon that was on for a while, mm. so it's got that art style. Um, it's it's fun and cool. It's just one of those impossible games that I I almost like think of it in my head like it was designed for the rental market just to keep uh, renting it over and over again. So so where are you? Like uh, at what have you have you completed the game? Um, no, I have beaten everything now except for the very last level. 
So that's where I'm at. Ah, in the thick of it. Yep. In medius <laughs> rest. <laughs> Good luck to you, my friend. Thank you. Chris? Um, I started playing this game called Night Brawl on my phone. For some reason, I don't even know how it appeared on my phone. I played it for like a week. Uh, it was very stupid, but it uh, killed my brain switch <laughs> for for 10 minutes a few times that that was pretty good i don't that the adams family game that sounds cooler though Check it that out. does sound cooler <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh well you know i got a i got into the among us fad i know it came out in 2018 technically but let's be honest i mean people started playing two months ago so uh among us uh is an what, what is the premise can you explain i don't it's I don't like know. um it's kind of like it's like clue or, or like it's like a if you know if you ever play like mafia you know what i mean there's like a mm-hmm. killer or two killers in the room with like 10 people and you know you're trying to kill people it's very cartoonish you're trying to kill get rid of other people on this spaceship and then there's breaks. If someone dies, it goes to a lobby and people can kind of like nominate through a chat who they think did it. And then you vote and you vote the person out and it's either them or it's not. And if it's not, you know, you keep playing. And if you can make it to the end without being detected, you win. Um, it's actually it's actually quite amusing. Uh, and, um, could we play that? Can I? That sounds like something yeah. we could do, like with friends like us. A hundred percent. It's free. <laughs> Uh, you just make a code, you share it, people join, and whenever you have the, the people you want, you start. You can have up I'm... to ten. What's it called? Among Us. It's an app. Yeah, I, have, uh, I, was, I thought I was the only person in the world who like wasn't familiar with what this was, so that makes me feel better that it's new to Andrew, too. <laughs> uh, Allie also picked it as her favorite game. So Sorry, Andrew, nobody picked Pugsley. Um <laughs> Uh, close calls. Uh, yeah, my my close call is <laughs> an equally like as annoying kind of to play game. Uh, virtual Bart on the oh, Sega Genesis. Man, Virtual Bart. <laughs> it's got like a bunch of mini games, basically. Yeah, and you're trying to beat all of them. Um, but, but it's it's so annoying. Virtual Bart hard. Virtual Bart was also for Nintendo too, right? It was on Super Nintendo yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, I like those games. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's just like, I, you know, there's only six games, so when you come up on one that you can't beat right away, it's like, it's pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I like that game. Chris, uh, no, <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. All right. Do you play any Griffey this year? No, I wish. Yeah. I, uh, I'll make it the ceremonial pick anyway. Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. Heck yes. There we go. Yep. Yeah. I played a little bit of uh, 2K on um, Xbox Xbox One. So I like me some 2K. Uh, any Fergusons? Uh, no Fergusons. 
Okay. Uh, well, some of our listeners picks a whole bunch of people. Jimmy, Lauren, Kessel, Lyndon, uh, Two Cup, uh, all picked Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I think there was like a remastered version that came out this year. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. Played the hell out of them when they first came out. For sure. Um, Silver Phoenix, Ink, and Honey uh, all played Animal Crossing, which was pretty popular for a moment there. Best-selling uh, game of the year, I believe. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, Katie and Vince both picked Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Mm. Cool. Uh, Brett, cool. Brett Wilson, Joss WWYD, uh, PyPod, Jordan... I'll pick Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. We've all been saying it. I like that, uh, that subtitle. It's like used by a lot of different things over the years. Yeah. Oh, humorous. Here. Uh, Bus Driver Stu picked Phasmophobia. Justin picked Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Primetime picked Spider-Man Miles Morales. Goblin Heath picked A Short Hike. Um, Spit Model picked Paper Mario Origami King um, and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories Clayton picked Final Fantasy 4 Remake Quincy picked Yakuza Like a Dragon um, Ink and Honey picked Cyberpunk 2077 so there's some video games yeah um I think that does that wrap out the categories? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, before we move on, of course, sports. We can't, we can't forget sports. Uh, United the world this year. Um, our Major League Baseball World Series champions are the Los Angeles Dodgers. They won uh, four to two over the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the NBA mm-hmm. Finals was won by the Los Angeles Lakers, four to two over the Miami Heat. Um, the NFL Super Bowl was won by the Kansas City Chiefs, 31 to 20 over the San Francisco 49ers. And the NHL Stanley Cup was won by the Tampa Bay Lightning, 4 to 2 over Dallas, uh, the Dallas Stars. A little bit about uh, sports. Before uh, oh, yeah. we wrap, oh, go ahead. Nope, I was just saying, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Canceled the Olympics. There was supposed to be an Olympics that got canceled. Probably a good call. Um, I figured uh, we'd we'd wrap the episode by just talking about some BOC stuff. Big Orange Couch. Yeah. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. We did. We we did. Uh, we we asked. I, I asked people what maybe some of their favorite episodes were. So we'll just start with that. Um, Quincy, Lyndon, and Josh all picked Dee Dee's haircut as their favorite episode review. Great up. Uh, Allie and Zach both picked Crybaby Lane, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Justin A. Hokeman both picked Tale of the Pinball Wizard. Bus Driver Stew. And Primetime picked Favorite Sick Episodes. Mm. Nick and Vincenzo picked Tale of the Night Shift. Spit Model and Melissa picked interview with guts champion burning brian oh that's my favorite that is (laughs) that was incredible i 
I, I'm going to go listen to that tomorrow. <laughs> it's a pick-me-up for sure. Uh, and Brooks and uh, your attacker picked the tale of Badge. Splat Graham said, are, are you afraid of the darks season six and seven reviews? Uh, which were a lot of fun. Uh, Stinner said, summer write an episode, of course. T-Bear Dart said, write an episode 25 years later. Brett said, you know, he loved being on Wacky Deli. Uh, Michelle said, all of Podtober. Um, Raiz85 said, the Twilight Zone episode. Oh, cool. Silver Phoenix said, year in review 1997. Ethan said, salute your shorts season one review. Lauren said, Doug's sister act and favorite Rocco's Modern Life episodes. Um, Clayton Coles says, Range Boy, because it got me into your podcast. Awesome. Good good episode to start on. Yeah. Chris, you were on that one, right? Uh, I may have been. I don't I remember. So. I think so. Uh, Jordan said, Beach Blanket Babies, followed by every Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Oh, yeah. Um Let's see. Throw Revert said any episode with Melissa or Candace. And Marley said run DMCR, all that. Nice. So cool. Andrew, did you have any uh, kind of favorites from the year? Yeah. Um, I just noted some a few. Um, I really liked talking to Melanie Chartoff. That was cool. Uh, of course, Burning Brian Ingalls was awesome. Um, Wacky Deli, Dee Dee's haircut we mentioned. Um, some that we didn't mention that I uh, just really liked when I went through the list of the ones we did this year were uh, Yellow Fever, um, Rock Was Modern Life, Teed Off, and the Prometheus and Bob. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, Prometheus and Bob was fun. Um, I mean, my favorite, without a doubt, was uh, Burn and Brian Ingalls, our interviews with the Guts champion. I mean, like, I felt like, you know, not that I'm numb to it, but, like, when I edit these, you know, it's kind of like a formula, you know? Like, I just kind of know what I'm doing. I work my way through it. And I remember finishing the Brian Ingalls interview and, like, texting people, like, this is a good one. Like, this, <laughs> this is one that, like, you should listen to. Um, so uh, I, I loved I loved doing that episode. Um I loved getting to talk about Hard Days Pete. Uh, yeah, that was That great. was with our uh, new buddy Logan. Um, Twilight Zone was a lot of fun yeah. um, to do. The Book Club is always a lot of fun. Tale of the Sinister Statues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, what else here? I, I did I did like doing... I love doing our writing episodes. Like I, I think I kind of like that more every time we do it. Yeah, they're great. Um, there, there's such a hot streak. There's not been a dud yet. Not one I know. dud. That's kind of, that is the most amazing thing is like everybody brings it. And so it feels great. Yeah. Um, and then I, I did, I did love doing our, are you afraid of the dark season six and seven reviews? Um, it just felt like a kind of a very satisfying uh, study of something I was unfamiliar with. A lot of the stuff we do, it's like I, you know, there's some familiarity, but that was really journeying into the unknown. Uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> and there were some brutal moments uh, getting through those episodes, but um, it, it did feel good to have those finally watched and <laughs> checked off my list. Totally. Um, the 
I mean, just getting to watch Jake the Snake was worth it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I was looking at ratings. We had two episodes this year in which received perfect scores uh, as far as episode reviews. That would be Rocco's Modern Life, Wacky Deli, and The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Hard Days Pete. Well, I can't argue with those. No, I mean, no. They're amazing episodes. Andrew, you gave four perfect scores this year. So besides okay. those two, uh, you also gave a perfect score to Clarissa Explains It All, Haunted House. Yeah, you stand- I stand by that. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you also gave a perfect score to Our Real Monsters, The Switching Hour. Yeah, I definitely stand by that. That was like a surprise too. Uh, by the time we got to the end of that one, I was just like, I really just appreciated that episode and the show even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool. To my surprise, I, I gave six perfect scores this year. Wow. Um, switching hour, I was in agreement. Um, I also gave a perfect score on uh, the tale of the night shift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, okay. as did our guest on that episode, Vincenzo. I gave yeah. a perfect score to Rugrats Beach Blanket Babies. And yeah. I gave a perfect score to Yellow Fever, Pete and Pete. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You were close on that one. You're you're point two five off. Yeah. I figured my <laughs> score was pretty high. Our lowest score of the year was given by guest Melissa on the tale of Jake the Snake. Wow. <laughs> which she gave a one to. Jeez. Yeah. It might be the lowest score that there is. That, I mean, that we've had yet. Um, we've had know. a point five for sure somewhere along the line. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Probably. Uh, Andrew, your lowest score. There was a tie. Uh, both recently, uh, you gave a two to both. You can't do that on TV. Christmas and Mystery of the Mouse That Roared. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I didn't hate him, yeah. even though it's a low score, but yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my low score was uh, also on the mystery of the mice, mice that roared uh, 1.5. So uh, do you want to, hey, Chris, do you want to guess our averages of Andrew's average for the year score, mine and guests? Uh, like all that combined into one figure? Correct. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel like in the past you right. said. Right, right. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. So it's going to skew higher than low, and there's no only one one. So it's going to be between two and five. Uh, so it's going to be in the threes. It's the question is: Is it over or under three point five? Uh, it's under. It's three point uh, three point three three. Ah, you're a little low, my friend. <laughs> um. Well, so Andrew ended up averaging a three point nine on his scores. Mm. Guests ended up averaging a three point seven, and I averaged a three point eight. So overall, a three point eight was the average score for the year. Y'all grading on a curve. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised mine was that high. I feel like I've been really tearing yeah. into these. Maybe it was just the Christmas ones, but 
basically handing out fours just for showing up. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, we uh, we only had one versus. I think we got to correct that. I, I I mean the verses are so much fun, and I people the feedback on the verses are always just some of the highest. Um, but we we only did lonely ghost versus frozen ghost. Um, uh, yeah. so, so I think that's a that's maybe something we maybe try to get to. Yeah, for the theme song alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, name an episode. Uh, Andrew, you gathered eight victories on name an episode this year. Out of how many total episodes do we have? Do you know? We did twenty-seven episode reviews. Wow. Yeah. Um, I won thirteen. Jeez. Uh, Melissa won three. I think Melissa won every single episode she was on. But, uh, but are they voting for her title? Or are they voting because they like Melissa? Well, I never, I never put the name by by the title. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah. That's that's very impressive. That is that, impressive. She's got a. How many episodes was she on? I think she was on three or four. Three or four. So she's bad and perfect, and and uh, yeah. Andrew's towing the Mendoza line over there. <laughs> she did she batted perfect she was on three episodes so jake the well you know her and i tied on jake the snake mm-hmm. um so that was a split but she won uh also on beach blanket babies with monkey see monkey shoe and on uh the switching hour with prick your feet uh, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty good. Uh, good. Pretty good. Yeah. Lyndon was on two episodes and he won both titles uh, wow. on his episodes with D- with Didi's haircut. He had cool Doctor Didi. Yeah. And uh, yeah. on our last episode, all that Christmas, he had uh, all that in a bag of presents, which he thought of in yeah. like five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> those are very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, we also had Kevin with a win. Um, what was Kevin's title? Uh, I, I, on the tale of the time trap, it was uh, the tale of the off-brand tale of Disney's Aladdin. Yeah, <laughs> not a fan of that. Catchy. One. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Justin had a victory on the tale of the pinball wizard, which was the tale of Mall Madness. And let's see, Vincenzo had a victory on the tale of the night shift with the tale of the blood drive. Nice. And okay. Brett, Wilson, Brett Wilson had a victory on Wacky Deli with Rage Against the Deli Meats. <laughs> yeah, that is good. pretty good. I'm just glad Brett Wilson could get a win on that episode. It just felt like appropriate for him to win that one. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is like the New Yorker caption contest uh, (laughs) level stuff. (laughs) And we had two writing episodes this year, uh, summer theme and 25 years later. And Andrew, you and I split on that. Uh, I got, I got the win on summer theme with uh, my, my Pete and Pete in route or in route. Uh, And then in 25 years later, your Pete and Pete growing up Pete won that episode. Very cool. Yeah. Feel good. You know, Pete and Pete, yeah, I mean we haven't done a proper just write an episode Pete and Pete, but I think uh, I think we've warmed up. We could we can do it. Yeah, it felt like necessary kind of. Yeah, to get a little get the, get your feet wet for sure. 
And Chris, we're going to want you on that one. Mm, are you? Yeah. You brought it with Doug. Uh, all right. Get, you you got to give me some heads up. Oh, yeah. We'll give you time. I mean, I, right. I, you know, as people are still mulling over your Shakespearean Doug. Oh, God. <laughs> that, was, that might be the closest to a dud there's been, and that's like being pretty objective. So I think mine was uh, duddy on that one. No way. Your your follow up to GarageBand. I mean, I was happy with some of it. Uh, not not a hundred percent happy with the episode though. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's bringing it, but. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys have any other thoughts about the year on the pod before I, I read uh, Cassandra's top ten? Um, just that, just want to reflect on the fact that we've talked to so many, um, listeners on the podcast this year, um, and that that's been really fun and, uh, it's been great hearing about everybody's different opinions and, you know, it's a good time. And even getting like new voices, like our, I mean, one of our oldest friend, Jocelyn, like it's been great having her on this year. Um, yeah, I mean, we've mentioned Lyndon, Brett. Uh, Adam, Tim, Vaughn has been really fun uh, giving us a perspective from the UK. Yeah. Um, just so many. Alec, Alexandra has been on. Zach. Um, I'm, I'm, Logan. I'm going to forget people, but it's been super cool uh, just getting yeah. different perspectives and uh, not getting to talk to Chris for a while. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm kidding. We we've missed you. I it, it really is like uh it's also you know, when you're like really good friends with people and you're doing kind of like your own pet passion project, it feels annoying. You feel annoying asking people to oh, to yeah. do this. I think everyone enjoys doing it. I mean, I listened to the episodes. I've I've, I've there's maybe like a few that I didn't get to this year, but I think I caught pretty much all of them. Um which is a lot, and you know, I'm in, I'm engaged, I'm invested. My my 2020 uh, BOC uh, wish is wishes I have two. One, I want to do a podcast with Jocelyn. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that'd be fun. And two, I, I I know that it's not Nickelodeon related, but I eventually want to do the the X Files top ten. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that would that will be fun. And I, and I need like two two months to prepare. Just just plan for October. We'll do it. it was okay, between cool. that and Twi- Twilight Zone um, this is October. So we'll just go for X-Files next one. That's a good idea. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, Cassandra sent us her top 10 BOC period. Like uh, not just 2020, but I think her favorite 10 episodes. Um. Nice. So, uh, you know, we'll start with her close call. Her close call is episode 157, True Friends. Uh, that's 15, which aired May of this year. Uh, yeah. And uh, Chris, you were on that episode 15. Just one of the best things going. Uh, <laughs> it is fun to talk about. <laughs> it is fun to talk about. Um, episode 10, she says episode 48, favorite game shows, which aired... 2019 that seems it had to be longer than that i think i don't know she's probably right i don't know um but episode 48 no it had to be longer um 
Anyway, favorite game shows, of course, you have the classic aggro crag conversation with Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, I'm surprised it's not higher. That's that's such an iconic uh, moment. Really great. Uh, episode nine is episode 164 interview with the guts champion, Brian burning, burning Ingalls. Oh, oh, yeah, July. it's got to be on the list. One of my favorites. Uh, episode eight uh, or, or number eight, episode 66, the adventures of Pete and Pete, King of the Road from July of 2018. Were you on that one, Chris? Uh, yeah. Uh, number seven, episode 124, Welcome Freshman, The People versus Walter from oh. last year. Wow, nice. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Yeah, me neither. Um, oh, wait a second. She has true friends at number six, but that was her close call. Um, okay. So it's number both. six is true friends. Yeah, it's both. Uh, number five, episode 78, The Tale of the Dark Dragon versus The Tale of Vacant Lot from October of 2018. Very intense matchup with uh, Max and Melissa. Oh, yeah. That was, I was in the room for that one, and that was intense. They were, yeah. like, going for the win. Yeah, there there was moments where I felt like, do we, like, should we take a break here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we got to get those two back at it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Number four, episode 87, Dream Nick at Night lineup. Really fun mm. episode. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was on that one. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, there was a lot of funny conversations in that one. Um, okay. Uh, number three, episode 83, Cat Dogula. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... I remember like actively hating that conversation, not because it was bad, but because like just talking about cat dog is such a drag. Yeah. Brett was there though, right? So that yeah, that always Brett helps. I feel like Brett is who you want in the room when you're talking about really dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's a compliment. That's definitely a compliment. Yeah. Oh yeah, For, that's a sincere compliment. Yeah. Though Brett will also never listen to this. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, episode 128, The Tale of the Unfinished Painting versus The Tale of the Mystical Mirror, October 2019. This is uh, Chris and I going at it. Classic matchup. Classic matchup. Uh, and in her number one all-time BOC episode, Perfect Nickelodeon Family. Uh, I believe that wow. was episode 11 or 12, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a good number one. I think that's a very solid number one. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you though that episode is frustrating for me. Um, I mean, I haven't listened to it in a long time. Chris, you're on that episode. The mic was just set up wrong, and so Chris, you sound like you're like sitting 20 feet away from us. And I was just very bummed because the conversation was fun, but uh, not fun to listen to. As an, as someone editing it, it was very frustrating. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, fun concept, and hopefully we do more stuff like that this year. Um, yeah, very cool list. It's yeah, good to hear it. yeah. Thank you, Cassandra. Yeah. Um, yeah, another fun year. We did some interviews. We we have some new concepts with like the season reviews. Yeah. Um, you know, try to do some more verses, more write an episode, more favorite lists. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see what the new year brings us. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Any other closing thoughts before we wrap up? 
Oh boy. I guess not. <laughs> sure. Feels like a tiring ending to a long year. Really does. Yeah. But uh, hopefully everybody gets some rest. I think we're going to take a couple weeks off, as we do. Uh, you yeah. know, the new year, recharge, uh, come back better. Stronger than ever. That's it. Stronger <laughs> than ever. Um, oh, real fast. I, you know, do one, one last letter here because it's just real short. Uh, this is from Stefan, and he wrote to us about that all that that we just did run DMC. Uh, cool. He says, another great episode from one of my favorite podcasts brings back so many wonderful memories of my childhood. Two things I was wondering about with this episode. Did anyone else get the impression that Katrina Johnson was jealous of Amanda Bynes? She left midway through Amanda's first season and she was no longer the cute youngest cast member. I remember reading that Johnson supposedly found um, Amanda to be, quote, annoying for that reason. That makes sense. Like the drama. Uh, and he says also so glad you brought up the Jumanji board game I actually loved it although the dice really irritated me for whatever reason I've seen it back in stories since the reboot came out keep up the great work uh, Stefan cool very cool um, alright Andrew what are we doing next um, to start off the year we're going to be talking our, t- our favorite second seasons mm-hmm. of our shows um, yeah, I think this will be interesting. Yeah, we did favorite first seasons like two years ago at this point, but uh, yeah. be interesting. It, you know, you got to rule some stuff out because you got those one season shows. No, my brother and me. Uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I do think like, the second season is maybe where some of these like hit a stride. Definitely. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Well, in the meantime, uh, if you want to get get a hold of us over break, we're on. Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Cassandra or uh, Stefan did at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for uh, talking 2020 with us. Yeah. yeah. Buy Andrew's book, buy Dan's album, buy your friend's stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah buy your friend's stuff or buy our friend's stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh we'll see you all in the new year Can you hear me? Chris? Can you hear me? Uh-oh. If-
if you can hear us, don't uh, close out no yeah. matter what happens. Okay. Close. Yeah. Can you not hear me? You can't hear me? Uh, no. Yeah. You cut out for like probably 30 seconds. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Sorry. What were you, what were you saying? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing okay. at all. Okay. Okay. Okay.